0: 77 W.A.B.C. This is Sit Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends.
1: President Biden signing legislation to raise the debt ceiling. The bipartisan measure passed by both chambers of Congress averts an unprecedented government default. Stakes could not
2: have been higher. If we had failed to reach an agreement on the budget, there were extreme voices threatening to take America for the first time in our 247 year history into default on our national debt. Nothing, nothing would have been more irresponsible
3: breaking news, a dangerous close call at sea. A Chinese warship nearly colliding with a U.S. destroyer near Taiwan. The Chinese warship reportedly coming within 150 yards of hitting the American destroyer, the USS Chung Hoon. It's just the latest in a series of provocative moves by the Chinese military. We will not flinch in the face of bullying or coercion.
2: Well, hundreds of people hiked up all
3: 104
2: stories to the top of the World Trade Center for the annual Tunnel to Towers climb.
1: Since 2015, the Tunnel to Towers climb has required its runners to ascend 104 stories. As they march up each of the 2,226 steps, they're not thinking of medals or rankings. They're remembering 9-11 and the first responders, the men and women of the FDNY and NYPD who ran into the smoldering Twin Towers to save people.
3: I have a personal announcement. Well, today is not my final show. This is going to be my final summer here at Meet the Press. It's been an amazing, nearly decade-long run. I'm pretty, really proud of what this team and I have built over the last decade, and frankly, the last 15-plus years that I've been here at NBC. I've had two amazing professional chapters, and I already have plans for my next chapter, including some projects right here at NBC News.
4: There's been some confusion over your last name and the pronunciation, and I'm just wondering,
5: to correct the record, what is it? Oh, it's ridiculous, these stupid things. Listen, the way to pronounce my last name, winner.
2: Uh, You really go after the one who's second, and I think the one who's second is going down so much and so rapidly that I don't think he's going to be second that much longer. I think he's going to be third or fourth.
6: again today. Friday was a complete disaster. Today, not a disaster, but still not even close to 100%. But I'm going to give it a shot. How about that?
7: I like it. You like it? I like it already. Yeah,
6: Better, right? Oh, sweet. Not even close to 100%, (laughs) though. So it turns out that I've got um, like a bronchial infection. So I've been spitting up phlegm for like days, like really green. Now it's more yellow. Oh, yeah. My chest is really tight. So my house right now is a mess. I mean, my daughter Ava is still not 100%. Still taking like nine medications a day. The left side of her face is still paralyzed. So she's not doing great. And um, me, I'm dying. Thank God for my son Gabriel. And Danielle, she's running right now, my beautiful wife. But it has not been a good couple of days. So I'm on erythromycin for the, um, I guess, the bronchitis. Flonase. Tylenol, whole bunch of stuff. Tea with honey every couple of minutes. Whatever I can to get the voice back to normal. Which again, it's not there yet, but certainly better than Friday. I think I can make four hours today, I think. But we'll see. We got a lot of guests. That's good. And I did some stuff this weekend. I mean, there's no way in the life of Sid Rosenberg, I can go a couple of days and do nothing. It's just not going to happen. I got too much going on. Too much. Mm. Okay. Yeah. that's. I know that bothers you, but bother you get so mad. Yeah, you do. Why do you get so mad? I don't okay. understand.
7: Because the first thing is you come in, yeah. and it's a list of, now I had this, then I did this, right. and I had this. I'm a busy and guy. And I don't feel good. And I don't feel good. I don't and, feel great, now. And, no. and, and no. definitely no. for 35 minutes yeah. <laughs> before we came on, you would just jump on the intercom and just go, what, how's does it sound now? Right, right. Sound, not good, right? Yeah. Not good. I'd yeah. say, yeah, no, you sound better. No, no, not good. Not good. It's just 60%. Not, not even close. Maybe
6: 70%. That's it.
7: Five minutes later, how's it sound now? How am I sound? How do I sound? <laughs> yeah. Game, you come in, you would go, go talk to no come back over here. Oh, no, how, how do I sound now? You, you sound, did you do something? No, no, no. I didn't yeah. do of that, but I, well, I, it's scary. Not, I kind of, <clears throat> yeah.
6: You know, when you know voices for this job or so, it gets scary when you don't have one. You know, my, my hands don't matter, my arm, my legs, like a baseball player. So we basically just
7: put your head on top of the right. console and you can right. just talk. yeah. Great. Then you wouldn't be able to pace
6: for a while, so that <laughs> yeah. wouldn't work. So I stayed home Friday night. You hear that? Still, still there.
7: <laughs> of course it's still there. Of course.
6: So I stayed home Friday night, and then Saturday night, Danielle, her friend from the office, Denise, and Denise's friend, Francesca, they wanted to have dinner. So we did We went to Michael's of Brooklyn. I haven't seen Michael and Freddie and the whole crew, Enzo, in a long time. And that was a great dinner. It's a great restaurant. And then yesterday, even better, yesterday, Jen, Dolce Aesthetics, our dear, dear friend Jen, her daughter Ava, same name as my daughter, she graduated from high school. So Jen had a great backyard pool party for her daughter Ava in Howard Beach, And we went to that. And uh, Gina was there with her great husband, Danny, and uh, some uh, some really fine folks. And Jenna's a lot of fun. Her boyfriend, Ray. Tommy wasn't there, but his daughter, Ava, was. And it was a really good time. So I did a couple of things this weekend, a couple, outside of staying home, shutting the doors, and going to bed. I just can't do that. Can't do it. But for the most part, Lewis, I was
7: pretty quiet. Something you could have cut. I think you could have cut something out.
6: Like what? Jen's daughter? No way. Why? She's like one of our best friends. All
7: right. Her daughter graduated high school. All right. can't miss that. You can't miss that. All right. Then forget what
6: I said. It was like last Thursday, I went to the um, Mainstream House on Riverhead, Long Island. And I met Bobby Hartman, who is a sweet, sweet guy. And there must have been, I don't know, 100 people at that meeting, sober living, Thursday night on Long Island. I could have missed that, but I wouldn't do it. You know, I'm in recovery my whole life, basically. These people were inspired when I showed up on Thursday night. So to me, it was worth the pain. So when you consider Bobby Hartman Thursday, Michael's Restaurant Saturday, Jen Dolce, Jen Delandro's party yesterday, I really haven't rested much at all, have I? <laughs> not, no. not really. No, no.
7: but that's I, I get it. You gotta, you gotta plug through. I, I, I see it. Yeah. Know Thursday's thing was very important. I mean, very, very. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah. That's great. But that's will put you over the edge for Friday. That was it. Yeah. That was it. And now you have you have an infection, and that's that's going to Be a while. How long? We know a while. I don't know because well, first of all, if you don't go home today and rest, No, I'm going home today. All right. Yeah.
6: They're going to try to make me do commercials. Like Libertini and Bavona, Leslie Slender, forget it. Not happening.
7: Well, you'll just have to do them over again anyway. Because right, because it's going to sound, sound like crap, up. exactly. Oh, right. That's the frilly, so, the show
6: is over. The main thing is, is I've got to get past four hours. That's it. Then I'm going home. There's nothing to do this week. Good. I've got an event, I think, tomorrow night. I may cancel that. And my next real event is Friday night. Arnie Wexler, G.A., like 60 years. Craig Carton, a whole bunch of folks. That's it. I even canceled Jesse Waters on Friday. Well, and that'll be the 16th now.
7: Okay, good. Yeah. So okay. I canceled a bunch of stuff. Okay. Now I'm so proud.
6: Yeah. No, well, you're uh, not. You don't it, care.
7: I, I do care. I can't tell if you're proud, you're mad. I can't tell. Well, well, well I've given you everything I could give you. What good should I do? I've told you what to do, right? You've It's no. I did a lot of there's it. No way. No, you didn't no, do any of none it. None of it. Yeah. None of it. Sorry. You got pills. <laughs> yeah, I got pills. Rythmer, whatever, right. and good. I'm glad you did something, but
6: otherwise, no, not very good. No, but yeah. it's
7: it's good that you're here. Thank God. I'm happy.
6: That you. Justin's happy. About it. happy. We're, yes. ha- we're
7: happy. You're here. We need you. You have to be here. Right. You're driving the bus.
6: Driving the bus. Right. Curtis did a good job on Friday, no, though. Oh, he was yeah. he was amazing. Yeah.
7: He's, amazing. he's, he's like amazing. He is. I mean, I love Curtis. All right, but there's only a few people I know in radio that could just you could just grab somebody and put them behind the mic. He's one them, of those guys. He is. Yes, he's one yes, of the, yes. Hundred percent. It's it's incredible what he yeah. can do. And yeah. I mean, you're the best, and he's he's fantastic too. Right. So you know, it, it's always been talented. He's great. He could he can go on and talk and go, and go, and go. Yes, he, he can. can. He yeah. can just do it. I, mean, I love the guy.
6: I love yeah. him. Yeah. Trump does that, too, you know. He can go on, and on, and on, and on, and talk, and talk, and talk, and talk. So, he was on, uh, Trump was on with uh, Hannity again. Was this Friday? Maybe Thursday or Friday. May as well play these. He, um, you know, when Biden fell down last week, and Biden is really one fall away from being, oh, uh, it's over. Forget it. One fall, and Kamala Harris is the president. So, Trump... <laughs> I'm serious. One ball away yeah. from Kamala. So Trump was on with Hannity last week, talking about Biden's gaffes and his falls and all that stuff. And I think at one point, Trump may have even been a little, not a lot, but a little sympathetic. This, Lewis is Donald Trump. Cut number two.
2: I want to start with the current president. Um, did you see the video of when he fell? Yeah. And, and did you see the video? He actually said... Uh, by the way, I met with, um, who are those guys that are going to fly over shortly? Yeah. Yeah, that's your president uh, right not, now. Not too good. It's sad. It's sad. It's not, you know, it's, uh, they're representing, we are all representing the country. you become president, and uh, you're sort of not allowed to do that, but it's happened. It's happened, and it's happened pretty badly. Uh, we won't go into it, but we all know the ones and the... Uh, They count those acts, you know, they never forget. But that was a bad fall.
6: That was a bad fall. So then he goes on about uh, Ron DeSantis, because DeSantis actually fired back at Trump this weekend. But uh, Trump is still going hard at Ron DeSantis. This is, again, courtesy of Sean Hannity, Fox News, cut number three.
2: Uh, You really go after the one who's second. And I think the one who's second is going down so much and so rapidly that... I don't think he's going to be second that much longer. I think he's going to be third or fourth. He had a very bad day today. He got very angry at the press. You're not allowed to get angry at the press. Let me, let me, at the fake news, he got angry.
6: So then DeSantis is in Iowa this weekend, and he's talking about all of Joe Biden's policies, none of which are working, none of them. And the good news is, if Ronnie wins, he's going to reverse All of these lousy policies. This, from Iowa Lewis, is Ron DeSantis, cut number four.
5: We need to dispense with the culture of losing that has beset the Republican Party in recent years. Iowa shows it can be done. Florida shows it can be done. We had red waves in 2022. The rest of the country, not so much. So as president... I will be an energetic executive. I will go on offense. I will lean into all the issues that matter. We will reverse Biden's disastrous economic policies that are causing working people to lose ground and and erode their standard of living.
6: Then he goes on. He goes right after Trump in this one. He says, wait a second. Donald Trump had four years. Why couldn't he get it done? Ron DeSantis Lewis, cut number six.
5: You know, if the former president says he can slay the deep state in six months, my question to him would be, well, you already had four years. Why didn't you slay it then? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So then you get
6: these uh, other jerk offs, you know, this um, Asa Hutchinson. I mean, what is he? He's like the governor of Arkansas at one point, right? Was he the governor right now? I don't even know. No, no. Sanders is the governor. Right. Yeah. So he's running for president and he talks about the same thing. I'm going to sign executive orders. I'm going to reverse all of Biden's lousy policies, I'm your guy, Asa Hutchinson. <laughs> Cut number seven. What a
2: and dick. I'm running for president because Joe Biden's policy are the wrong direction for America. People ask me, what would you do on your first day in office? I'll sign in an executive order reversing Biden's executive orders. All right. All right. He's wrong on spending too much federal spending. He's wrong on border security. He's wrong on energy policy. We need a pro-growth energy policy in this country, which means that our president is not going to have to go to Saudi Arabia or Venezuela and say, can you please produce more oil?
6: But more help is on the way. It looks like Mike Pence, former vice president, he'll announce he's running in Iowa Wednesday. Fat Chris Christie, maybe New Hampshire tomorrow, but Pence was in Iowa over the weekend, has not announced, like I said, officially yet, about two days away, but he says to the folks in Iowa, I will be back this week for a big announcement. Mike Pence, cut number eight.
8: And I'm here in Iowa today, and I'll be back a little bit later next week. And I don't have anything to announce today, but I can tell you. When I got time to announce, come this Wednesday, I'm announcing in Iowa. Ah, yes. Oh. Really, we have to resist the politics of personality. And the siren song of populism unmoored to timeless conservative principles. What? And we need to stand know, firm <laughs> on the conservative keep agenda of life and liberty and now. a commitment to freedom that has always led us to victory.
6: Aye, aye, aye. Oy vey. Yep. No timeless, chance. Timeless keep it simple, me. Mike.
7: Populism, topul- What did he say I there? I don't know.
6: Like Nikki Haley keeps it simple. She was in Iowa, too. She said she's going to go back to remain in Mexico and keep some form of title 42 and also improve the military good job here by nikki haley this is cut number nine
1: we will go back to remain in mexico because guess what nobody wants to remain in mexico we will keep the provisions of title 42 and instead of catch and release we will start to catch and deport And we will make sure when it comes to our national security that countries know what we expect of them. We will no longer be reactionary. When I was at the United Nations, there were two things that I knew Russia, China, Iran never wanted us to have. They never wanted us to have a strong military, and they never wanted us to be energy independent. We will do both of those. Strong militaries don't start wars. Strong militaries prevent wars.
6: I like it. So uh Tim Scott was in Iowa, too. And uh our friend Tim Scott is going to be on The View today. Why, I don't know. But, what? yeah, all the women on The View, if you may remember, attacked Tim Scott last week. All the white women, like Joy Behar, that wench, she said Tim Scott has no idea what it's like to be black in America. And she's white and he's black. You can't even make this up. If you missed it, <laughs> here's Joy Behar on The View Cut number 11, saying that both Tim Scott and Clarence Thomas don't know what it's like to be black in America from a white Jewish yenta. Cut number
8: 11. (laughs) And he's one of these guys who, you know, he's like Clarence Thomas. Black Republican who believes in pulling yourself by your bootstraps, rather than, to me, understanding the systemic racism that African-Americans face in this country and other minorities. He doesn't get it. He doesn't Neither does uh, Clarence. Right. And that's why they're Republicans.
6: Sure. So Tim Scott is in Iowa this weekend saying, folks, folks, America is a land of opportunity, not the land of oppression. Tim Scott Lewis, cut number 10.
9: Our nation faces one of the greatest threats we've seen in my lifetime. It is this culture of grievance and the drug of victimhood that is spreading like a cancer across this nation. America is not a land of oppression. America is the land of opportunity without any question. We must... Celebrate our founding fathers for the geniuses that they were and never, never cancel our founding fathers.
6: There you have it, Tim Scott, and it'll be on The View today, so Joy Behar and uh, all the white women, not Whoopi, obviously, can give them a tutorial on what it's like to be black in America so You can't make it up. I, Huge guest list today, Lewis. I wrote,
7: a, I wrote a manual for you. Here it is. Just <laughs> look this up. Go to page 18.
6: Because I know you don't even know. We Michael, don't know. Michael Harrison will join us at six forty. Curtis Slewa seven zero five. Which Lowry, seven forty. Joseph Takapina, eight zero five. Noam Layden, eight twenty five. And making her debut from the great state of South Carolina, like Nikki Haley, like Tim Scott, my new friend Nancy Mace. All that, the Monday edition of your favorite talk show in New York City. That's me, sitting friends in the morning, exclusively. On Talk Radio 77, WABC. Come on.
0: 77 W.A.B.C. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. But you say he's just a friend. Ooh, you're my
10: best friend.
0: 77 W.A.B.C. Boy. Boy.
6: Little Benjamin Orr, stay the night, 628, Monday morning, back with sitting friends in the morning. I'm back today. Still not 100%, probably in the 70s, but made my way back. Friday was the uh, talker's convention, you know, and this is for you folks that are not in the industry. One day a year, this industry magazine, it's called Talker's Magazine, and for the most part, the folks that read that are program directors, general managers, station owners, and important talent like me. So once a year, they put on this convention. They call it the Talkers Convention, and it's here in New York. And uh, for the most part, it's at Hofstra University out on Long Island. So they had it on Friday. I didn't make it. I haven't made the last two, to be honest. But uh, five people from our station did go. My man, John Katzmatidis, and I have to say this, too. When I left on Friday, uh, two of the nicest messages I got came from John and Margot. Margot said to me, and I quote, get better, we need you. God, I love that. So John also sent me a lovely message, and they're great people. I love them so much. They know that, John and Margot, great people. So John was at the convention. Brian Kilmeade. How about my guy, Chad Lopez? He was there. Matt Meaney and Frank Morano. So the guy that runs it every year is a guy named Michael Harrison, and he's going to hop on at about 645 and tell us how it went. saw so some pictures of Mark Simone. He's there every year. He walks in it's like, <laughs> yeah, like, like he, uh, now you can start the party I'm here. Yeah, Mark, <laughs> Mark Simone. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, wait, who are these
7: other people that I don't know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. And I
6: love Mark. I oh. love him. I saw him at uh, Janine's book party two weeks ago, and he's the only other guy in this town who gets really good ratings in this? The only one at ten o'clock in the morning on WOR. But um, he's Simone, you know. He's he's Mark. I don't know how to say it. Mister New York. Yeah, Mister New York. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, he's at a debutante ball. I'm at a Met game. Who's Mister New York? But he uh he was there. The right Dollar. I saw a bunch of pictures. It was very very nice. So we'll talk to Michael coming up at six forty-five.
7: Uh, he, he'll always go. Yeah, you know, I've heard that guy a couple of times. He's not that good. Not that good. Not that good. He's no. not that yeah. good. I don't. Yeah. You, do you think he's good? I don't <laughs> think he's that good. Yeah, I don't said, think no. he's not. No, he's not that good. Uh. That's why he's on that time slot. I think. You know, they're getting. They got a thing with his contract too. <laughs> There's something going on. I, I can't tell you about. It's that, so
6: though. funny you say that. He always talks contracts yes. and ratings. So like, like I beat him easily. I beat everybody easily. And he, he'll never admit that. He'll be like, well, you know, well, uh, Sid does a great job. But, but, you know, uh, uh, well, that's altered at times the, of you know, the day. They when cut their the spots yeah, down and the, they, uh, the, uh, yeah, the, they make sure that yeah. uh, yeah.
7: inventory is not yeah. really uh, what it should be. That's, I, I
6: uh, mean, I had some really annoying Jewish guy come up to me at Gracie <laughs> Mansion the other night when I was there to see Eric Adams and the Jewish artist. And this guy's like, I love Mark Simone. I go, I love him too. He's a good friend of mine. He's the best in New York. I go, no, he's not. No. No, I'm the best in New York, the and then you could pick, and no point, just like that. I go, and why? Why are you yelling at this to me? Why? Because he's the best, and you know what the difference is between him and you? I go, what? So Tommy genius. You go, he's got charm. You're not very charming. You're just, you know, you're kind of okay. brutish. You should meet Mark, yeah. I think. <laughs> he's got charm. You should meet him in person. Yeah. Well,
7: I, got, I go, I, listen I to me I carefully.
6: I go, and he's, a, he's got the, the the whole thing on, the whole car. <laughs> and I swear, I go, listen to me, dick dickface. <laughs> did you, did you say- <laughs> swear to God. In front of Danielle, I go, Listen to me, dick face. Well, He's good. really good. <laughs> Your throat feel better. Oh, That's that good. was great. That was about the <laughs> night it started going bad for me, so God must have punished me.
7: <laughs> He's really good.
6: <laughs> He's really good, but he ain't me. No, stop it. He knows it. He'll admit it in a deep, dark corner somewhere. Simone will not admit he ain't me. So,
7: uh, you know, well, I was out. And then he goes, Well, I mean, can I
6: take a picture with you then? <laughs> I go, Why? If Simone's the man, go, go find go Simone. He's like, He's not here tonight. So can I take, so, so I'm your, I'm your second choice.
7: That's the funny thing is when they want to really tell you something, they can't wait. To they rush can't up, wait. They ran up and me. Up. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I love Mark Simone. But yeah, oh God, but good for you,
6: <laughs> Mark Simone. I love him too. He's great. Great guy. Uh,
7: I think you're trying to be. Yeah, I, I've heard you, and you're uh, trying to do this. <laughs>
11: yeah.
7: Meanwhile, uh, uh, yeah, well, Mark Simone is, tries to escape most people. He's always run. I don't. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Right. I'll sign that, but I don't really don't want to. Uh, don't Okay, well, that's
6: right. But you know, a lot, you know, a lot of our listeners do go from me to uh, Mark. You know, a lot of them. So, and I love Brian. I love Brian Kilmeade. But a, a lot of our listeners, I guess they've known, they've gotten used to Simone over the years. So it's a lot of Sid to Simone. I guess. I don't know. I just don't care. I don't yeah. care. I like Mark. Yeah.
7: He's, he's, he's a good person. He's a nice he's guy. Good. He's a nice Very guy. guy. Very nice. Very, Very nice. Smart. Yeah. Very smart. Straight Very smart. smart. Yeah. Very smart. Yes. But he's a little
6: crazy. It's yeah, he's fine. It's he's fine. Um, Chuck Todd, another one of my friends who started texting me at 518 this morning. I showed it to Justin and uh, Frank Morano and he announced yesterday he's leaving. He's retiring or he's stepping down. I don't know. So just so you know, I had this conversation with Chuck about two years ago. And let me ask you this, Lewis. Once Chuck steps down and they give the job to Kristen Welker, right, of the big Sunday shows, how many will be left with a white male? How many?
7: Oh, that's a very interesting question. One. I don't know.
6: Stephanopoulos. Don't forget, Margaret Brennan, CBS, Face the Nation, woman. Kristen Welker, even better woman of color. So you look at Meet the Press, you had the late, great Tim Russert, then you had David Gregory, now you've got Chuck Todd, white Jew. That is a lot of years of white men on NBC, and they didn't want it. And I said to Chuck two years ago, I said, whenever you leave, you know, or they force you out, I said that. Craig Melvin's going to take over, black guy. And he said, and I quote, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, it's not, it's Kristen Welker, but... Black female. So Chuck, he done. He's going to come on this show Friday morning at 740. The only radio show he's going to do in the country. And I know you guys hate him. And I don't care because it's a big news story. Big news story. It's everywhere. And maybe he'll make news here. And he's a friend. So I'm going to bring him on Friday at 740. But here he was yesterday. Meet the press, courtesy of NBC, announcing it's all over. Chuck Todd Lewis, cut number 24.
3: I have a personal announcement. Well, today is not my final show. This is going to be my final summer here at Meet the Press. It's been an amazing, nearly decade-long run. I'm pretty, really proud of what this team and I have built over the last decade, and frankly, the last 15-plus years that I've been here at NBC, which also includes my time as political director. I've loved so much of this job, helping to explain America to Washington and explain Washington to America. When I took over Meet the Press, it was a Sunday show that had a lot of people questioning whether it could still have a place in the modern media space. Well, I think we've answered that question and then some. We've taken Meet the Press from a single Sunday show to a distinct and important political franchise. From our daily show, Meet the Press Now, our magazine show, Meet the Press Reports, to our newsletters and podcasts, we've successfully expanded what makes Meet the Press special on Sundays to make it special no matter the topic or where it airs or when it airs. That includes our annual Meet the Press Film Festival as well, which has somehow become one of the most important festivals for Oscar buzz and nominations for news-driven documentaries. But the key to survival of any of these incredible media entities, including here at Meet the Press, is for leaders not to overstay their welcome. I'd rather leave a little bit too soon than stay a tad bit too long. I've had two amazing professional chapters, and I already have plans for my next chapter, including some projects right here at NBC News that I've been uh, very focused on, among them docu-series and some docudramas, focused on trying to educate the public better, bridge our divides, and pierce our political bubbles. Yeah, I mean, I love Chuck, but he is one of the real
6: problems in the media today. When he's got Vivek Ramaswamy sitting there, and he's arguing with Vivek that scientists really believe there's a third gender, come on, Chuck. I mean, I know you hate Trump, I get it. I know you with the rest of the lying Liberal media, when it comes to politics, I get it. But when you're really arguing with somebody about a third gender, that's it. You've got you've gone completely batty. It's over. <laughs> and uh, I even wrote in my book, Citizens United, which I wrote over two years ago, that I love Chuck Todd personally, which I do, but I can't watch him because he's much smarter than what he delivers. He's not a stupid man, Chuck Todd. He's got to know... That he's either lying or propagandizing every week. And he talked about propaganda yesterday. Chuck, that's all you do, baby. And I love you. But you are a major part of the problem. Bye-bye. At the end here, he signs off, meet the press, by handing the baton to the next host, probably September,
3: Kristen Welker. Chuck Todd, cut number 25. I'm also ready to take a step back because I have so much confidence in the person whom I'm going to pass the baton to. She's somebody who's been ready for this for a long time, Kristen welcome. I've had the privilege of working with her from essentially her first day here in Washington. And let me just say, she's the right person in the right moment. And for what it's worth, this is always how I hoped this would end for me, that I'd be passing the baton to her. And I'll officially do that in September. I'll be honest, though, I leave feeling concerned about this moment in history, but reassured by the standards we've set here. Oh, God. We didn't tolerate propagandists. What? And this network and program never will. Oh, stop it. But it doesn't mean sticking your head in the sand either. No. If you ignore reality, you'll miss the biggest story. Sure. Being a real political journalist isn't about building a brand. No. It's about reporting what's happening and explaining why it's happening and letting the public absorb the facts. Ah. If you do this job seeking popularity... You are doing this job incorrectly. Sure. I take the attacks from partisans as compliments, mm. and I take the compliments from partisans with a grain of salt. The <laughs> goal of this and every Meet the Press episode yes. is to do all of the following in one informative hour. <laughs> make you mad. Huh? Make you think. Got it. Shake your head in disapproval. Right. And, s- and nod your head in approval. Right. If you do all of that in one hour of this show... Well, most of it. We've done our job. Right. We haven't. So, again, this right. isn't goodbye. But sure, know yeah. this. Yeah. No See matter ya. who sits in this chair... Get out. Sunday, it's Meet the Press. Right. <laughs> goodbye.
6: <laughs> yeah, emotional goodbye from Chuck Todd. All right, we got uh, Michael Harrison <laughs> talkers coming up next. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> we got a big seven o'clock hour with Curtis Sliwa and Rich Lowry. We got a lot going on today. Very exciting show. Traffic with Joe Nolan coming up next too. Right now it's time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to the aforementioned John Matidis, my guy. Katz Roundtable, that's uh, where common sense prevails. Always tells both sides of the story. It's every Sunday morning starting at 8. Listen anytime, of course, on the 77 WABC app. Here, John talks with Kathy Wild. Uh,
12: Kathy Wild, give us an update What's going on in New York? I had uh, Tom
2: DiNapoli on, and his tax revenues were down 40% in sales tax for the month of April. Tell us what you know.
1: Our government, state and city, knows how to spend, but it's questionable. How we're going to deal with the drop in revenues that's inevitable, and it's not just sales tax; it's real estate tax and it's income taxes. Uh, the um, the impact of the loss of the state and local tax deduction has really hurt New York in terms of keeping the highest taxpayers here.
0: This is Sid on Sports, oh my goodness! sponsored by Peerless Boilers on seventy seven
13: WABC. Justin Ellick here with your bottom-of-the-hour sports update. Sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com. Find a dealer near you. They're the world's best-built boilers. Starting on the diamond here, the Yankees beat the Dodgers 4-1. to out west to secure the series, a win yesterday after an off day today. The Bombers return home to the Bronx for a short two-game set against the Chicago White Sox set to get underway tomorrow night. As for the Mets, tomorrow they end night, up... Tampa Bay, forty-two <laughs> and nineteen, <laughs> unbelievable. That was so...
6: forty-two and nineteen. <laughs> that was so Tampa mean. Bay tomorrow night. Well, he's so mean. No, yeah, we because... don't say night like that when you talk to me. You go
13: night. Yeah, because well, it's just yeah, but, no, 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 no. It's just how. No, just say, a, say
6: a, night like you say it to me. That's a
13: width, I guess. Just
6: say it like you say it to me. Night tomorrow night.
13: Well, Justin, have a good night. Yeah. Tomorrow
6: night. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a pathetic, like, John Sterling. Tomorrow night. Just say night. special tonight. Tomorrow night. That's how I say it, though. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow Tomorrow night, the Mets are going to play just like that. Like tomorrow night? You
13: can do it. Like tomorrow night? Yes. What a Mets suck. Oh, Uh, my God. They're terrible. It's all over. Yeah. It's all over. I mean, they're not even, like, even a little bit good. Not even a little bit good. No. No. They get sweat this weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, After, maybe uh, if they
7: play some more die games. Uh, yeah. they- <laughs>
13: <laughs> uh, speaking of those bets, they uh, they lose six to four at home to the Toronto Blue Jays. That capped off uh, the aforementioned depressing weekend sweep that brings them back to five hundred thirty and thirty overall have to bring, uh, begin in the homestand with a sweep of the Phillies. Things were looking up, but they came crashing all the way right back down to Earth for the Orange and Blue. They'll hit the road for Atlanta coming up next open a three-game set against the first-place Braves starting tomorrow night. Uh, in Game 2 of the NBA Finals, the Miami Heat beat the Denver Nuggets 111-108 in Denver to even the series at one game apiece. The Finals now head to Miami, where Game 3 will tip off this Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. And tonight on the ice, the Stanley Cup Finals continue with Game 2 between the Florida Panthers and Vegas Golden Knights have to get underway tonight at 8 p.m. in Vegas. Vegas hold in a 1-0 series lead. Here was sports. Sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com, fun Find a dealer near you. go are the world's best built boilers. And I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77
0: WABC. This is Sit and Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC.
6: Poison, and Michaels, I like it, Louis. I got a nice picture in my um, photo section yesterday from Curtis slewa who will join me in about 18 minutes. Curtis, as he does every year, made his way to the Israeli Day Parade yesterday. I couldn't make it and because um, I'm sick, but I'm still here. But uh, Curtis, there's a nice picture of Curtis with the Israeli flag right behind him. And uh, the Jews love Curtis. We all love Curtis. He loves the Jews. And then uh, today, Alec, you're not going to like this. The team that beat your Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs, are going to visit the White House.
13: Yeah, but the, didn't their heiress also die? Or their, their, wait, uh, Are you happy about that? I don't, no, I'm not happy about it, but I'm just saying it's like it gives them things, So wait, you know?
6: so they're going to visit the White House, and your quote is... Didn't the heiress also die? Well, she's
13: not even the heiress. She's like, she's like, uh, yeah. she's uh. like the queen mother or whatever.
6: The, the question businesses. is, Jeez. will Joe Biden even know who Pat Mahomes is? No, no chance. No,
13: no, no. What about
6: no, Travis sure. Kelsey?
13: Did you see the video of the guy in that movie in that uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once? He runs no. in to go see President Biden. Yeah, Pre- President Biden was actually startled by him. He had no idea who he was. He, who the hell is this guy? Who was it? It was the the guy, the the uh, Chinese man who won the Oscar.
6: The Chinese man who won the Oscar? I
13: shouldn't say Chinese because I'm not positive. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) what the?
6: Did a Chinese guy win the
13: Oscar? Yes, he won the... No one knows what I'm talking about. No, who's the Chinese guy that won the Oscar? No, has got to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he won best actor. He won think, the best actor. Right? What moving actor? What First, movie was oh, ever, this? everything oh, oh, everywhere oh, oh. all at once?
7: And he was, uh, and he was also in one of those Indiana Jones. right. He was,
13: he was the little kid in he the, Indiana, kid Jones the Indiana Jones movies. Oh, that
6: little kid.
7: Yeah. Yes,
13: no kidding. It so he grew old. up in just one. Wait half. a second, that guy went into these studios right now. I wouldn't know who he is. Exactly. It. I I it get that. Yeah. So it, it's understandable, but right. the fact that nobody even told the president who this guy might have been, or that he's coming to visit, maybe they even did, but then, but then the president just forgot who he was. Yeah, what a
11: mess. Anyway, I
6: told you. <laughs> that uh, Friday was the annual Talkers Convention at Hofstra University. Again, I've not been well, <clears throat> so I couldn't make it, but we were well represented, WABC. John Katzmatidis, Chad Lopez, Matt Meany, Frank Morano, and Brian Kilmeade all attended. And the guy that runs it every year is a guy that I love. I love this guy, and he's been great to radio, and he's, he's a super guy anyway. His name is Michael Harrison. And he's hopping on right now, early on a Monday morning. Michael, good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm
4: okay, Sid. How are you feeling? Are you okay?
6: I'm doing better. I mean, I, I had no voice at all on Friday. I mean, oh, none.
4: Gosh. Yeah. Well, that's frustrating. You need your voice. I mean, you were the voice. I'm so excited. I can't believe I'm on the morning show on WABC. I grew up in New York. This is like being on the mound at Yankee Stadium. This is like being on the stage at Carnegie Hall. Look at you. Uh, it's, uh, I'm, Thank you. I'm... Clap too. Well, listen, and, and uh,
6: not just the morning show, and no disrespect to the Giants, the legends, Bob Grant, Don Imus, all the guys before me. But just so you know, Michael, of course, this is a game of ratings. None of those guys came close to what we're doing on this show right now. In fact, if you add up Hannity's ratings with Mark Levitt and a bunch of others, they still don't beat me. So you're on not just the WBC morning show but the number one
4: rated WABC morning show. How about that? Well, it's wonderful. That's music to my ears, you know, because you're keeping a tradition alive. Not only are you keeping it alive, you're keeping the flame going, but you've created a forest fire out of the flame. So uh, more power to you. You guys are hysterical, the Chinese guy that won the Oscar. I, mean, you know, I can't talk to these guys. You are so funny. But, but it's true. Oh, yeah. Nobody knows who won the Oscar anymore. Nobody knows who the number one song is or the best-selling no. Look, isn't it funny how, fractional, how you know, fractionalized everything is? Been- it
6: is. It's actually kind of sad, to be honest. But I want to go back to a conversation you and I had many years ago because uh, one thing I will say when it comes to radio knowledge, I respect you as much, if not more than anybody. And I was down in Miami, and I brought you on. God, it's got to be over a decade ago in Miami. And I said, listen, Mike, here's the deal. You know, you were still putting me in the heavy hundred sports talk, even though I was working at a station in Pop all that no one can listen to. Nobody. But you still showed me respect, and I'll forever love you for that. So I said, Mike, here's the deal. I want to come back to New York one day and do what I'm doing in Miami. And he said, well, what's that? I said, well, it's kind of like a spolitics. Have sports, have politics, nothing new. I misdid it. Stern does it. But a much heavier emphasis on politics. And you were... Not sure about that. You said, well, wait a second. There's political talk. There's sports talk. I said, Mike, why not like a BJ's, like a Costco? Why can't you go to one radio show and get everything? And that's what I've done here. And clearly it's working. So something I told you 10 years ago that you had your doubts about is actually working. What are your thoughts on that?
4: Well, my thoughts are I didn't have my doubts about it. I was just, you know, being, uh, you know, cautious. It all depends on, you know what it really depends on? It's not the format. It's the person. It's It's you. It, it, you know, it, it, there's no idea or format that, well, that'll work. It's got to be, you know, talk radio is magical. Is, we used to call it the X factor. It really is you, not necessarily what percentage of your program is sports and what percentage is politics, because real life is wiggly. Real life blends. Everything mushes into everything else. It's very hard to measure, you know, a conversation and subject matter and why people like somebody in a friendship, or or what makes something click when it comes to human nature. So, you know, Sid Rosenberg, it's you. I love that. Thank you.
6: Uh, and I think you're right. To be completely honest, I tell this to folks all the time. When I get stopped in the street, for example, Michael, most people don't go, wow, I love what you said about Eric Adams today. Or I love what you said about Donald Trump today. They say, how's your wife doing? How are your kids doing? How are you feeling? How about those masks? So there's more personality that goes into the equation than just the the topics of the day, which does go to show you, and you know this, Michael, over the years because you've talked to everybody and been friends with everybody, the real dynamic, the real greats, they did not get caught up in the news of the day necessarily. It was more personality-driven, and people love, for example, to hear about the wife The sun, what you did on the weekend as much, if not more than the news of the day. Yes.
4: Yes. Absolutely. And that's the way it is in life. It, it, it's all, as I said before, it's a mixture. We're, you know, in real life, you talk about the world, you talk about the nation, you talk about the city, you talk about your kids, you talk about your aches, your pains. I don't feel good. Me neither. You know, it's, it, 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 it's so different than some type of a, a staged presentation. You know, you know, hey, I like what you said about the mayor. Or how about this? I like that you spent four minutes talking about the. Mayor and six minutes talking about uh, the space telescope and three minutes about, you know, the real world doesn't work that way. And, uh, I mean, the best chefs don't sit there and follow it from a recipe. The, uh, it, it, the best music does not uh, follow a you know, a paint-by-numbers pattern. Uh, and that's the way the world is. And that's the way radio has to be. And you're doing it. That's why I said, in all sincerity, I've been on a million radio broadcasts. Today, this morning, was particularly special. Wow. Because it's WABC and it's Sid Rosenberg. Ah, that's very nice. Thank you. I mean, that, thank you. So, I really do. Thank you. It's very, very
6: sweet. And you know how I feel about you. So, over the years, Mike, you've uh, met and talked to everybody again. This station which has really made an incredible rebound. And you got to give John and Margo all the credit with Chad, Chad Lopez, too. Those three people, they've done an amazing job resurrecting this legendary station, which you're on this morning. But over the years, you've interviewed and met with so many great radio personalities. Give me a couple, Mike, that when you sit there with them, you're like,
4: Oh, my God, I know I'm friendly with you. I know we talk. But, man, I'm a huge fan. Well, I mean, I, I've, I've interviewed and spent time with just about every great Semi great and not so great radio personality. So I have to say, it's that's an impossible question to answer on this, you know, off the top of my head. But I I did spend a lot of time talking with Rush Limbaugh. Um, I've interviewed Imus. Um, you know, I, what can I say? The guys that you have on that station now, I get a big kick out of Curtis Lewa. Yeah, he's I think He's a gem. I think I I you know I once had lunch with him, and you know he had the, the sateen jacket, the red beret. People are coming up, hey Curtis, hey Curtis. I felt that I was having lunch with (laughs) Spider-Man. I I said, my God, Curtis, this is like being in in a Spider-Man movie. You're a real-life Spider-Man. And, you know, how how do you compare apples to oranges? So, uh, I just consider myself blessed to have had a lifetime full of friendships, relationships, business relationships, quarrels, (laughs) all kinds of things with some of the most fascinating people on the planet. Radio talk show. Well,
6: you mentioned two guys, and I Ironically, both Don Imus and Rush Limbaugh, tragically, are both dead, right? And Curtis, you know, he's no spring chicken. He's amazing still, but he's not 30. Sean Hannity is no spring chicken. Mark Levin, I am kind of at 56. I'm still a relatively young guy. But I got to be honest, and I go to your convention and I listen to other radio shows and I'm aware of what's going on. I don't see, and this is really more for you to judge because it's your game, I don't see, Michael, a lot of great young talent. Coming up. In fact, I think we're so saturated between podcasts and so many radio stations, especially sports, that every guy who wants to be on the air, eventually, talent or not, ends up on the air. I don't think the roster, for example, is nearly as talented as it was 20 years
4: ago. And that's to radio's deficit, and, and it's a problem. But I do want to mention you've got on WABC a real rising star. He's not a spring chicken, but he's not old either. He's still, he's still in my mind a kid, and that is the great rising star, Frank Marano. Oh, yes, he's great. Yes. I mean, Great. what he's doing Great. on the overnights is, yes. is, is noticed all around the country in the industry. But it, what you're talking about, though, comes back to what I said before. You've got to nurture talent, it, not just formats, not just, uh, you know, getting the radio station out of debt so we can continue to be mediocre for another year. Uh, <laughs> it, so I, I, I have to say, you know, you've got, it, you've got Frank Marano there, and he's a star to watch.
6: I agree. No, I think he's terrific too. In fact, uh, he's on this show quite a bit. I put him on weekly and he's getting huge numbers on the overnight. So I noticed this year, Michael, on the way out, that the heavy hundred list that all of us radio guys pay attention to, that you moved it to June the 14th, which is after Talkers. Was that done on purpose or accidentally?
4: Uh, but, <laughs> those are that's part of our secret sauce. But um, let's say this year it was done on purpose because we had to spend even more time and more arguing at the table—the board of directors, the board of editors, the editorial board. Um, but it is coming on the fourteenth, and I have a feeling you might do very well on that. You know, we never reveal—we never reveal the content never. of that list. Never. But uh, yeah. But you know, we're, we're fair and, and, and accurate, and how could anybody possibly not notice what you've accomplished? Okay, then I can't wait to see the list. I don't think Richard Muir is a big fan. (laughs) I don't know. Hey, Mike, uh, I'm sorry I
6: missed you on Friday, but you really are a a super, super guy. I've loved the tons of conversations you and I have had over the years, and uh, radio is lucky to have you. More importantly, you're a great man. So thank you so much for hopping on this morning.
4: Thanks, Sid. A pleasure.
6: Great job. Michael Harrison, Talkers Magazine. That's a good man right there, and that man knows his radio. I love guys like that. I love radio junkies, because that's me. Curtis Lee was a radio junkie, and he's going to start us off, hour number two. It's the Monday edition of your favorite talk show in New York City. I feel like I'm getting stronger. Let's do this. Sitting friends in the morning. Curtis Sleewa, Bill O'Reilly's morning message, and Rich Lowry, all coming up next hour, right here on WABC. You know I call
10: you. It's
0: me. Talk radio seventy seven WABC. Sit in Friends in the Morning, seventy seven WABC.
6: guys got to pick their own entry music like Mariano Rivera enter the Sandman for the Yanks for example Nancy Mace making her debut on this show at 840 out of South Carolina she picked Hootie because he's a South Carolina guy Curtis always picks a good disco song in fact when Curtis filled in for me and did a great job on Friday I think he played disco all morning much to the chagrin of Lou Rufino. so here it is Monday morning with Curtis Slewong, Franz Jolie, come to me. Nice choice,
12: Curtis. And by the way, she's from Montreal, Canada. Yeah. Again, 1979 when I started the Guardian Angels. You had Chic, yes. right? Which was yes. like, whoa, it was blowing up. And Francois Jolie of Montreal, she was dominating. She dominated. was
6: pretty. She was pretty, too. And it reminded Long me girl.
12: there was disco ball over the weekend. I wasn't invited, by the way. I should have been invited. What do you
6: mean disco ball? What's that?
12: Oh, it's all the greatest uh, disco DJs of all time. Even uh, Vinnie Madugno went. Wait, where was this? Uh, They wouldn't tell me. Are you serious? i I'm They all got you. together very, one night? Very upset. The greatest club promoter of all time, Vito Bruno, did not invite me.
6: Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Look, was your friend Ralphie there from uh, Space Odyssey? I, I haven't yet. He's probably there
12: right the end. I mean, D'Agostino. Ralphie D'Agostino. What is Ralphie going on here? here? Is and this a I, lie? I was
6: not there. No. So no. you're telling me all the great disco DJs all of them. got together in some club? What was it? Look, they won't tell me. They won't tell you.
12: Because they know I would have crashed the joint because I should have been there. Vinnie Madugno, he's like what? Well, he, he was in junior high school when all of a sudden I was like, whoom, twirling it and whirling it at pastels in 2001 Odyssey. But I chose Francois Jolie. That was dedicated to my wife, Nancy. We had
6: our fifth wedding anniversary over the weekend. Oh, my God. Happy anniversary. Thank you. You know, I felt badly because you're on every day now. And why are you on every day? Because you're great. And the listeners love you. But I should be asking about Nancy. She hasn't felt well the last couple of weeks. How was she
12: doing? Well, she had a biopsy last week. Yeah. So we're waiting the results. she should come in Monday. And then she's going to the cardiologist, the stress test this yeah. week. She's been through the mill. But, boy, she's been digging up stuff. Oh, I know. Today at 12 on the Rip and Read, I break more news about where the illegal aliens are being sent. And it's in Staten Island again. Good. Staten Island. Good. But, yes. you know, I found myself getting very verklempt when you were playing Chuck Todd's Goodbye. You felt bad, right? Oh, my God. I wanted to impale myself <laughs> with this microphone. <laughs> on and on and on. We will survive without Chuck Todd. And I noticed that you were procrastinating, postponing, delaying, whatever word you want to use. Uh, you're talking about March Simone. You're talking about Chuck Todd. I'm saying, what, what do, why aren't you, and Noam Layden? And here he is, the man who said, oh, you mean that Chinese guy? Yes. Justin Ehrlich. Yeah, he loves the Chinese people. And, of course, your board operator, yeah. who I've actually forgiven for putting the malukia on me when he came over to the WABC to take over the morning show. Sure. It was the precursor to that. Yeah. You have not apologized so. to your mother, Naomi. Do you know who I was with yesterday in the support the Israel Day Parade? My mother, Naomi? No. Oh. There was the open Cadillac convertible. Is that right? And you know who was sitting there on her 95th birthday? I
6: don't know. Dr. No. Ruth. Oh, I love
12: her. It was her 95th sure. birthday yesterday. Yeah. She still lives in Washington Heights. She listens to the show. No, she doesn't. She does. And she said to me, when is Sydney? that's how you know she listens, going to apologize to
6: his mother? I swear to God. Swear to God. Oh, my God. That's funny. Swear to Hashem. That is so funny. You know, a lot of people, to be honest, got, like, really angry with me, which that means I know it was a great radio bit. It was not good. It was great. But they got really angry, like, your mother... I spoke to my mom like you five times. Her. You she's pranked all good. No, no, she's that doesn't matter. Good.
11: The
12: Sicilian mountain women yeah. with the mustaches yes. dressed in yes. black, going to St. Finn bars yeah. in Ben centers every morning, lighting the candles, still sit, sitting, you know, doing shiver for their husbands. Well, they, I heard
6: you say that my mother actually put the uh, the hex on me. No, not just That's your why mom. I lost my, lost my voice.
12: No. A Jewish mother will never do that to her son. Oh, so who did it? A son could be doing uh, 30 years for white collar crime, right? Allenwood, right? I came closer. Hey, sure. uh, she'll forgive. You. Yeah. It's the Sicilian mountain women, oh, the very women yeah. who probably followed you sometimes on the dates when all of a sudden you were dating an Italian, Supreme happen? Cushionette, sure. who was Sicilian and 50 yards away. There they were dressed all in black with the mustache, eye fornicating you, man-talking you. They put the curse on yeah. to St. Rocco. Now, you're not a Roman Catholic, but I got to tell you, I studied everything about the Roman Catholic faith. There's no such thing as a
6: St. Rocco. You know, it's funny you say that. So Friday morning, I get a, a, a ton of messages. Feel better, feel better. Love Curtis, but need you back. Home. So one of the, the texts I get is from my friend. He's one of the owners or partners in Joe and Joe restaurant in Pearl River, which is a great Italian restaurant. His name happens to be Rocco. And Rocco goes to me, worked at Scores, great guy. Great guy. Did he, he
12: uh, shake down the hat check girls and sure the valet did. parkers sure for Jr. Of course. And the Gambinos. Yeah.
6: So he says to me, um, went to jail for five years. Holding yeah, you. yeah, of so, course. I love you. I miss it. And then, about 20 minutes later, he says, will you tell this jerk-off, I know what he's talking about, about St. Rocco. So now that you brought that up, he was clearly talking about you. Yeah, well, yeah. A Sicilian saint. You go
12: down... Uh, to the feast, right down on Mulberry Street, San Gennaro. And they got the big shrine of Saint Rocco. And I say to these wise guys, I say, I never heard of a Saint Rocco. What are you talking? Oh, he's just a Sicilian saint, right? You gotta donate money. I don't have to donate Ugats. I don't have to donate Bupkis. What are you talking about? So your friend Rocco there, right? Hey, okay. Rocco, yeah. you wanna come shoot me, huh? You wanna finish the job for the Gattis and Gambinos? Come on, don't, don't tell me scores shaking down hat check girls, and Valet Parker's Johnny was at WKTU, love the him. Italian stallion. Yeah, he him. went down because of that. Yeah. Hey, come on. I got I got scores to settle here.
6: He's talking about scores. So it's funny you mentioned Dr. Ruth a couple of weeks ago when A.J. Katzmatidis, love her too, did the book signing for her father. You were there that night. I met Dr. Judy.
12: And yes, I was, yes I, you came
6: second in line. Yes. The sexologist. I, first time I met her. And she said, "You know." So I mentioned Dr. Ruth, and she said, "You know, Sydney." She listened to the show too. Both yes. of them, Dr. Yes, Ruth, absolutely. All these horny old women love they, it. Don't doubt they about it. it. They, yeah. they tell you, please put on the Jimmy cap, the yeah. condom. <laughs> put on the condom. So Judy goes, "You know what they said about me and Dr. Ruth?" She said, "Dr. Ruth looks like she hasn't had sex in twenty years." Dr. Judy looks like she hasn't had sex in 20 minutes. Ooh, what is this? <laughs>
11: yeah. Ooh,
6: ooh like, But I love them both. Like two scorpions in a
12: brandy oh, glass. Oh, this is a cat by here. Ooh. Ruth
6: and Judy. But...
12: You didn't apologize no, to not, your mother, Naomi. Not going to no, not gonna happen. Look, Doctor right Ruth. Here. If Doctor Ruth could pick that up at the age of 95, and are you being support, honest? Are you, are I you? am totally being honest. I walked over to the open convertible. It stopped because you know all the big markers are up yeah. front. Well, I did that a couple years ago with Josh and right. uh, You were, you were legit. I'm no. looking at, at the faces in the crowd. I'm saying, what are you? Ta-? You're no supporter of the State of Israel. They're they're flying the Israeli flag. Hey, it's all right. It's all right. And they're dancing. And you know these elected officials. Who, like, if it was opportune for them to be anti Semites, they'd be anti Semites in a heartbeat. So then I go over there. We exchange uh, salutations and greetings. She said, What is wrong with Sydney? That's, That's awesome. how you know she listens. Wow,
6: Sydney, yeah. yeah. So
12: you would
6: not apologize to Naomi, no, no. your mother. But I will apologize to Dr. Ruth if she was offended because I love her. I'm a big fan. By the way, was there any violence? At this parade yesterday, no the protesters. No,
12: nah, well, they're always there.
6: You okay. know, they, I see
12: them there. That one sect. You know, they hate Jews. They hate themselves. They're weird. Yeah, they would yeah. take a menorah and impale themselves yeah. in the middle of Fifth <laughs> Avenue. They so desperately want to have worship That's Yasser right. Arafat and the Palestinian Liberation Organization. You know, anything to destroy the state of Israel because they get paid by the Ayatollah Khomeini. The, uh, they are traditores. They are Judases. But I will tell you this, Sydney. You must treat your throat, your voice, like a Steinway piano. True. Now, Steinway is no longer open on 57th. Like everything else here, they're gone. Oh, they don't don't make the pianos anymore? They have the factory in Astoria. But they used to have the showroom. You go in there and you would watch the technicians. They would take like an hour to tune a piano. You gotta be careful. The voice is everything. And you really put yourself through the meat grinder. And I was in contact with you. I had my Felix the uh, cat. I, uh,
6: I will say this: out of everybody in my life, including my mother and and my uh, immediate family, nobody texted me more all weekend. Long. I mean this than you. I mean, three or four times a day, you got Dr. Kessler to call me. Yes, you legitimately were a great friend this weekend. Because so, without
12: you. the vocha, we're nothing. It's like Caruso. It's like, uh, who, who are we promoting that's uh, coming over for the Christmas special at Madison Square Garden? Oh, Andrea Bocelli. That's right. Yes. Even though he's blind, if all of a sudden the voice went, nobody would show up. Right. So Dr. Kessler told me a story a long time ago when they could do it. Uh, Mariah Carey, diva of all divas, would come in, Oh Madonna. They got 18000 at the garden that night, and they've been partying to the break of dawn, hanging from the chandeliers, having sex with everyth- uh, everybody around, you know, polyamorous. Were you there? Uh No, they wouldn't let me in. Right. I was BQE, remember. Vinnie, Vinnie Madunio was there. Right, right, right studio, <laughs> 54 wouldn't let me in. Uh, I was BQE. But anyway, he would say that we come in, no voice, they're ready to cancel the show. You know, everybody loses in that. And he would reach for the secret formula. He would have a glass vat, and in it would be this liquid with cotton that had been immersed in it. And then he would jam it down their nose. Now, he said it was the most uncomfortable feeling for 20 minutes. They would be gagging. They would be choking. And he would say, this will return your voice within 20 minutes. And you know what it was? It was liquid cocaine. The cocaine would seep itself through the nasal cavities, get to your voice box, because the reason you lose your voice is that the mucus surrounds it. it, like coats it hermetically. So the voice box is not going up and down the way it should, like people clapping for you. It's like the silent clap, you know, that they have now. And then all of a sudden, boom, 20 minutes, your voice returned. And then all of a sudden he said the FDA started visiting every voice and throat doctor in town and said, if you use those remedies... You're going to jail. Wow. J-A-I-L.
6: Liquid cocaine. cocaine. has been used for years. Listen, I know when I used to do it, I would get this unbelievable drip when you do cocaine. You know that. And everything, it would clear your passageways. That was, I guess, one of the, sit, sit. One you of got, the you, you good cocaine Your
12: effects. mom, Naomi, no. she never sent you to the luncheonette or the candy store when you had strep throat which my mother did, Francesca. Mom, I don't want to go to the candy store because I knew it was the Coca-Cola syrup, the pure syrup, which had Coke in it, cocaine, cocaine, and that would eliminate the strep throat. If I had a strep throat, I could milk it for a week or two and stay home. The moment you took a teaspoon of that pure Coca-Cola syrup that at the luncheonette, they would mix with the spritz, you know, the seltzer, and make good old-fashioned Coca-Cola. Boom, immediately the strep So let me go get this. Away.
6: So I go Thursday night to visit my friend Bobby Hartman. Good. You did a good thing. Thank you. Mainstream house, River, uh what is it called? Riverhead. Yes, Long Island. And I speak to about a 100 or so brothers and sisters. What a, what a double mensch. What a double mensch you, you are. But you're telling me that just four days after that and speaking to these people about hope that I should go back to doing cocaine to fix my voice. No doubt about it. All right. I mean, you're the voice. You're the voice. Look. You might have a relapse. Now you know where you can go, Riverhead,
12: where if you take the North Fork, you go to Montauk. If you take the South Fork, it's to the Hamptons. And by the the way, let me remind you. Remember, May 16th, I announced right here on your show, the most listened to show in the tri-state area. I'm even going to say the United States. Michael Harrison should have given you the analytics because he's got them for Talkers Magazine. And I announced that Yvette Aguirre. The supervisor in Riverhead had had a conversation with me when I had warned you did everybody that the
6: illegals were coming. By they, the way, she was supposed to come last Thursday night. She was invited. She said yes at the last second. She canceled, but she was going to. Well, be there.
12: let's face it. She knew that you were like uh, you were radiating something. <laughs> she didn't know. You know, they wanted. They, they thought you might have Ebola, flesh-eating virus. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, with all the places you've been in your life, you could easily have had that kind of contagion. Easy. But anyway, she took a very brave move, and she announced an executive order banning the illegals. Oh, they called it a racist senator. She's the daughter of of Hispanic immigrants, right? <laughs> She stood her ground, and then Steve Ballone, the county executive, who was calling me a xenophobe and a racist, and he hates Hispanic people. Steve Ballone, what do you have? Hispanic people cutting your lawn? What are they going into the basement, mucking out your basement? And all of a sudden, they're going in with those heavy duty toilet plungers from all the flotsam and jetsam. You're listening, listening into the. the 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 Porcelain Palace. Well, let me tell you something. Last Friday, Steve Ballone finally had to issue an executive order banning illegal aliens from your friend. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who was running around to the Roosevelt Hotel, to the jail in Harlem, where the pipes were bursting. You could have sent your crew out there that's fixing your house in Bell Harbor, cause you wouldn't listen to the Irish in the Irish Riviera who told you, sit, run the water. The temperature just dropped 50 degrees, and you know what Eric Adams was doing? He was giving out heavy-duty toilet paunches from Home Depot to people who can't even speak English. They're saying, what the hell? We never had a toilet in Venezuela. We never had a toilet in El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras. What is this thing? And Eric Adams says, we need to hire plumbers to teach these people how to flush a toilet. This is your friend. He is promoting the illegal invasion, putting them up in hotels. The pipes are bursting. The toilets are overflowing. And the best he can do with our tax dollars is buy heavy-duty toilet plungers from Home Depot. He probably autographed each and every one of them and said, When you vote next year, remember, Eric Adams for re-election. Send your pesos, please, or any money that they pay you under the table, because you are going to be obligated to me and Joe Biden until the end
6: of time.
0: In Friends in the Morning. Seventy seven WABC.
6: Somebody's birthday. This great band, the Psychedelic Birds Lewis. Whose birthday is it today? Singer? The singer. Yeah. Richard Butler. He's good. Yeah,
7: he's got he's a good cool real set. good. Yeah. 67.
6: Right. Is that right?
7: <laughs> Everybody's Wow. Old. Everybody's getting old. old. Yeah.
6: Damn. Yeah. You know, I wanted to make uh, one quick point before I break for Rich Lowry. Oh, Benima Dunio checks in. I guess you must have heard a lot of mentions. Uh uh-huh. Love you and Curtis. Take care of those pipes. Keep the cords well-rested. Vinny Madunio, great kid. Love that kid. Oh, he's a big talented of guy. Sid. Yes, he is. Everybody is. That's right. So um, who's not at this point? That's right. So That's I, um, I want to make it clear that when I do commercials on this station, I don't just do the commercials. And many times, I'm a client. For example, I went to Jen Dolce, her house yesterday in Howard Beach. We happened to be very close friends. And it was her daughter Ava's high school graduation. Same name, Ava, like my daughter. When I get my Botox, I go to Jen at Dolce, in either Bay Ridge or Howard Beach. I went to Michael's Restaurant in Brooklyn on Saturday, yes, but the last four times I went for Italian food, I went to Il Cortile, which I mention on this show every day, Sal and Tommy, or Tommy and Sal. So with Danielle and I doing all this work at our home in Bell Harbor, and if things go well, We could be home as early as this weekend, and I can't wait to get out of Manhattan. I can't wait. During the week, it's great. Very convenient, close to the office. I love it. The weekends, I hate Manhattan. Hate it. Can't wait to go home. So we decided we're doing the whole house over, right? The roof, seven layers, had some rot. It's an older roof. So we started doing commercials here for these guys, Gunner Roofing. And I'm doing the commercials one day. Danielle's listening. She goes, what about those guys? Are they any good? I go, they're great. What do you mean? The two brothers, Eddie, they're great. So I call him up one day, and I go, listen, we're thinking about doing our roof. The whole house is being redone. I mean everything, down to the moldings. What's it going to cost me? It's not free, just so you know, folks. I do the commercials. We're friendly, but it's still a lot of money, but still much, much cheaper than some of the other folks in the business, much. And so they show up on Saturday. And they're done by yesterday afternoon. Eddie, Anthony, John Daly. We had a seven-layer roof. Seven layers. And in a day and a half, we've got a brand-new roof, beautiful gutters. These guys did a spectacular job. Not good, great. So as Cy Sperling used to say with Hair Club of America, Gunner Roofing, I'm not just a pitch guy. I'm a client.
7: Nicely done. Thank you. Very nice. Uh,
6: seriously, folks, if you've got roof issues, these guys were incredible. They, you know, you go right to the website. They look up your house. They're there in a matter of days, and it's done. And I'm really impressed with the guys at Gunner Roofing. Thank you.
0: This is "Sit and Friends" in the morning, seventy-seven WABC. Friends, just fell on stage at their
5: commencement.
0: He did.
2: He just fell on what stage? He's at the Air Force Academy. He actually fell down? Well, I hope he wasn't hurt. I hope he wasn't hurt. But it's, the whole thing is, look, the whole thing is crazy. You've got to be careful about that. You've got to be careful about that, because you don't, you don't want that. Even if you have to tiptoe down a
14: ramp...
6: Now, this is a great song, Fall on Me, R.E.M., and that was President Trump's response when the current President Biden (laughs) fell off the stage last week. And like the New York Post wrote this weekend, we are literally one more fall away from Kamala. And that, folks, is terrifying. My next guest wrote in a column... About Donald Trump a couple of days ago, and maybe I'm not supposed to say this, but Trump actually printed it out, signed it, returned it to my next guest, and asked him to lunch. He is the editor of the National Review, Political, NBC, all that great stuff, and a tremendous
8: Monday morning guest, my buddy Rich Lowry. Was I supposed to say all that, Richard? Oh, that's I think that's that's fine. G- glad to hear you again. Hear you on the air. Thank it's, you. It's, uh, oh my God, <laughs> body no was rough. As a radio guy. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we can le- lose our voice all the time; it doesn't matter.
6: Right, right. With me, I can't lose my voice. It doesn't yeah. work. And I was so frustrated all weekend. It literally came gotcha. back like three hours ago, so it's working out well. But uh, yeah, you did send me that thing from Donald Trump. Now I know for you, you know, you've kind of gone back and forth with Trump. There was a time. When Bernie said to me, you know, which Lowry, he's one of those uh, non-Trump guys. What, what do they call those guys? Never Trump. Never Trumpers. I go, I don't know about that. But as it turns out now, <laughs> Donald Trump loves you.
8: <laughs> well, he, he he doesn't stop. I mean, he's always working it. This is one of his, his great qualities as a businessman and media figure and politician. He's He's working the refs. All the time, and, it, and he never stops. And this was a column that wasn't, you know, wasn't incredibly favorable to him. It just just said he, he ends up on top no matter what happens, right? He gets indicted, he ends up on top, you know. He doesn't get indicted, he ends up on top. Um, so he liked the headline, and he this is what he's done for his entire adult life, right? He writes these Sharpie notes uh, and sends them to people and reaches out. So I haven't talked to him in about. I don't know, two years or so, but maybe there's going to be a little bit of a thaw here.
6: Well, I think in the column you talked about him being dominant in the primary because he wrote to you as part of the signature, he wrote, and by the way, I'm going to win the general election. He wrote GE also. So you may have in that column actually doubted whether he can win the big one.
8: Yeah, I forget what I said about that, but um, I I think he's a risky choice, as we've discussed, but I think anyone who thinks he can't win is insane. And we saw a reason, one of the reasons why last week, I mean, this Biden fall, Democrats are taking an enormous risk with their political prospects, with Joe Biden's health and with with the state of the country running this guy for president. He could have a terrible fall, you know, and that was it was a hard fall. Uh, and you know we could all trip and fall. But he looks like a guy's going to tip over any moment. And it could happen, you know, going down 10 steps in Air Force One, God forbid, could happen on concrete. I mean, it's, it's just it feels inevitable. And it could happen in October 2024, you know, when he's running against Donald Trump and he ends up in the hospital in a rehab facility. How's that going to play? So I, I think Democrats should really be reevaluating the idea that Biden's their strongest uh, choice. Who else do they have?
6: I was at a party yesterday, and they said, Sid, who else? And I said, well, I guess their next best choice is Gavin Newsom. And they said, yes, but he destroyed the state of California. I said, so what? <laughs> every every blue city, every blue state, even the federal government, won by a Democrat, they destroy everything anyway. So what does that mean? Uh, and I still maintain he's their next best option when it's all said and done and we get to November of 2024, who's the guy on the ticket? Joe Biden, Gavin Newsom, or somebody else?
11: Mm,
8: that's a great question. I'm like 50-50 on Biden now. Um, but if it's not him, I have no idea. I mean, Newsom obviously wants it, you know, big state, ambitious guy, charismatic. Um, you know, it's a, a lot depends is Biden incapacitated such that he can no longer perform his duties as president and Kamala Harris as president? Well, then she's the nominee. But if Biden just says, you know what, I just can't run again, then there's a primary. And it's hard to see Kamala Harris winning because even Democrats realize she's a disaster. The best choice, I believe, is just some generic Democrat we're not thinking of, some milquetoast uh, senator who's relatively moderate-ish, moderate-ish for Democrats. Yeah. Um, th- that that's, th- They should go boring.
6: What about Mayor Eric Adams?
8: You know, I, I wrote a column saying he's, the, he's the, uh, the type you'd want rather than Kamala Harris or Pete Buttigieg because he's been different on some issues, most importantly crime. But I don't think you can point to New York as a great success story. No. And I think he's, he's kind of uh, flaky and easily distracted, and I, I don't see it.
6: Are you giving any possibility? My friend Kevin Breslin just checked in. To Robert Kennedy? Not really, right?
8: No. Um, you know, it's, it's notable as 20 percent of the, the vote in the primary when no, no one's <laughs> probably right. no one quite knows who he is. It's right. like the name. Yeah. But they should have debates. You know, it's the front runner's at 60 and the, the second place guys at 20. That's the Republican race, too. Right. Right. So are right. they going to call it the Republican debates?
6: But yet these Republicans are jumping in by the second. I mean, you see that it's basically the Donnie and Ronnie show. And at this point, it's just Trump. That's it. And yet, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, they're all in uh, Iowa last week. Now, tomorrow, you're going to get Chris Christie, probably from New Hampshire. Wednesday, Mike Pence from Iowa. Are these Asa Hutchinson, which is a complete joke? So, I know they get money. I know they end up on speaking tours. I know they get some real good exposure, and they get the press, and all that is fun. But these people have no chance to be even competitive.
8: Yeah, so I mean, I think what happens is you, you have a 0.1% chance of becoming president of the United States, and that's infinitely higher than anyone else, right, in the country. So, you're like, okay, you know, I'll try it. And it's what you've done, you know, your whole life if you're a politician, usually. And, um, you know, it's a grind, absolutely, and it can be embarrassing to you, but then you never know. Lightning might strike, so everyone has that uh, has that mindset. And lightning occasionally does strike. It just doesn't strike very often, as obviously can't and won't strike all these guys.
6: Right. I mean, we go back to Barack Obama. Who knew? Who thought? I keep hearing that as an excuse for, I don't know, Pence or Christie to be competitive. Okay, so I'll ask you the same question. If not Trump, if not DeSantis,
8: then who? Tim Scott, I guess. Oh, stop! Out of you. Yeah, I think he's 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 likable. He's going to raise money. He's
6: on the View this morning with Joy Behar. <laughs> 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 She's going to teach him what it's like to be black in America. I swear <laughs> to God, you can't make it up.
8: I'm not
10: even kidding. I'm being yeah, serious.
6: Yeah, yeah.
8: <laughs> but uh, I I don't know. I I say that say that with with not a lot of certainty because I'm not sure who, what the answer is. But that that'd be my guess.
6: Do you think that Joe Biden even makes it? I know it's a, it's a horrible question, and it's kind of a silly prediction, but considering we're still like 17 months out, and he's had a couple of really hard falls. I mean, this one last week, that was scary. I'm sorry. you think he makes it? To um,
8: the starting line or the, the finish line? To so the finish
6: um, line of his first four years.
8: Um, I'm not sure. I, I think there's some significant chance that he doesn't. Um, and, the, and the idea that he's supposed to be president of the United States until January 2029. I mean, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. It's laughable. Terrible. What do you think about
6: uh, our mutual friend? And he is. He's friends with both of us. We both like him. He's got some flaws. <laughs> he's got some shortcomings. We both like him. Chuck Todd, telling the world yesterday, he's stepping down.
8: Yeah, I know it it irritates some friends of my uh, right but I think he did a good job. I mean the the problem with with Chuck is is he, he's he exists in this um um uh, tank of conventional wisdom, right? But that that's kind of part of what what you do, and when you're in that job, it's a it's a, a occupational hazard for everyone. But he's very smart. He's very passionate about politics. He's really curious. He was trying uh, to be fair-minded, and again, I know conservatives reject that. He took a lot of crap. It's easy for us to forget a lot of crap from the left yeah. uh, because he was trying to be fair-minded. So I, I think he I think he could, did a good job and can hold his, his head high. And and I, I always enjoy being on the show. It's still the one if I, if I got to choose and I can do nothing else, it's the One I listen to just just to get an idea of what's what's going on.
6: Listen, I'll always love the guy because personally he did things for me that very few people have. But you know, he he lost it. I'm sorry. I mean, when he's sitting there with Vivek Ramaswamy trying to explain to Vivek that there's a third gender. I mean, I know you want to make your bosses happy, but he is a smart guy and he knows better than that. And I'll tell you something else, which no one's talked about. He and I had a conversation about two years ago, okay? And we talked about the day when, like yesterday, when that day was going to come. He knew it was coming eventually. And we talked about possible replacements. So if you go back, Rich, and you can quote me in your next comment, quote me. (laughs) Tim Russert, long-time white male. David Gregory, long-time white male. Chuck Todd, the last 10 years, white male. If you don't think the fact that Kristen Welker is a female and black got NBC all excited about this, you're being naive.
11: Yeah,
8: it was clear she she was the replacement for a very long time, and I think it's going to be hard to be a white male going forward and be hosting one of these these high-profile. It's musicians. not going to happen. I
6: mean, Stephanopoulos yeah. is still at ABC, but you've got a female Margaret Brennan, based in nation, she's white but a female. Now you got Kristen Welker. I mean, it is clear Gail King has more power today than Joe Biden. It mm-hmm. is clear what's going on in this country.
11: Yeah. Clear. Yeah.
8: Jake, Jake Tapper, I guess, will be grandfathered in like right. Stephanopoulos. Right. But uh, the, the new choices are, are not going to be white males. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Uh, it is. And it's a it's a symptom of where we are. It, sh- it should just be merit, right? Right. Uh, Chris Welker, she is a good journalist. So I, I will not take that from her. She's but, like the uh,
6: rest of them. She's fine. She's a liar. And, and she's cute. And she, she's fine. But she, she lies like the rest of them. What fine journalist. Now the question is, all these females getting all these jobs... When is there really going to be a female president?
8: Well, who's the closest?
6: Uh, who's the closest? Clinton <laughs> came close, obviously. Hillary. Clinton. Who's the closest female to president right now?
8: Well, you got to say Kamala Harris, right?
6: Oh, that's true. You're
8: right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you got to say. You know, yeah, but, she is. She yeah. is one fall away. Well, um, you're right. Uh, yeah, yeah, Nikki yeah. Haley is not. It's not going to happen. No. Um, no Tulsi Gabbard. That's happening. over. Um, yeah. Nancy Mace, she's
6: coming on at (laughs) eight (laughs) forty.
8: Okay, so let's say say Nancy. What is um? What's your next column going to be about? Uh, it might be about this dispute that DeSantis and Trump have had about the word "woke," uh, where Trump Trump uses it himself, but also said, you know, this is a worthless use word. People use it too much, and I think it's I think it's a good word. You kind of it is a little hard to dictionary define it, but everyone knows what you're talking about, and and almost always it's it's appropriate to whatever it's it's being as uh, being labeled as woke.
6: What is the actual difference between Trump and DeSantis uh, on the on the word?
8: What do they say? Well, well tr- Trump Trump has said. I, I hear it all the time, and people don't even know what it is. Right. And that's what the, the left says. And this is where I think, you know, Trump Trump's a kitchen sink guy, right? He, he doesn't just focus on, on one attack. He'll do everything. And this, since DeSantis says it all the time, Trump's like, well, it's a, it's a bad idea to say it all the time. Wow. So uh, yeah. I, I think it's a good word, even if if DeSantis does, I think, overuse it.
11: Yeah, I
6: agree. Well, listen, another great appearance. Love you on a Monday morning. I, I do love that piece that Donald Trump sent to you, signed. I think it's pretty cool. And uh, we'll do it again next week, Rich Lowry, you okay. the man. Thanks, Ed. All right, buddy. There he is, editor of the National Review, NBC, Politico. And just a couple of days ago, got his own column returned to him by President Trump, signed. Pretty good stuff. That's, uh, we're about halfway through. Been a great show already. Michael Harrison, Talkers Magazine, Curtis Sleewa, Rich Lowry. Still to come, Joseph Takapina. And making her debut on the Sitten Friends of the Morning Show, big-time Republican senator out of the state of South Carolina, Nancy Mace. Big one. Coming up at 840, keep it right here. The Monday edition rolls out. I think I said Senator Congresswoman Nancy Mace, coming up at 840. We'll be right back.
10: You walk by and I fall to pieces.
0: Talk Radio 77 WABC.
10: Boy, you my best friend,
0: boy. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. For my friends, 77 WABC. <laughs>
6: Joe Cocker.
7: And the great president.
6: Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 8.07 on your Monday morning, hour number three of Sid and Friends in the morning. I'm playing a bit injured today, but um, here You had a great two hours. Michael Harrison, Curtis Slewa Rich Lowry. Big hour coming up. Joseph Takapina will join us momentarily. Then we'll talk to Noam. And then uh, excited about Nancy Mace, one of the great congresswomen In the country today, out of the state of South Carolina. And uh, my friend Frank O'Hara, who's friends with Mike Sullivan, great uh, FBI guy. I think he was. I don't even know. He he went after the mob. I don't know. So he's the guy that actually reached out to Nancy. Because remember last week, I went after Matt and all that and whatever. Because I wanted Tim Scott and Nikki Haley. So O'Hara texted me that day. He goes, I get to all those people. I said, Great. And it wasn't two hours later that I got a text on my cell phone from a South Carolina number, and it's Nancy Mace. So we had a conversation. On that day, that was the day when the House passed the debt ceiling bill. Now, of course, it's also passed the Senate, but that day it just passed the House. And the day before, I had Larry Kudlow on, and Larry loved the bill, didn't love it. Larry liked the bill, said, look, Kevin McCarthy did the best he could. This is a step in the right direction. We'll take it. And I figured Nancy Mace would feel the same way. So I'm like, hey, how about that, Bill? She goes, it sucks. The Bill Epping sucks. She actually cursed. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow, okay. Yeah. But Larry Kudlow, she's like, Larry Kudlow. That's what I do, you know. I speak to somebody. Larry Kudlow thought it was great. So she couldn't wait. To come on and tell me why the bill sucks. She's in the same camp as Chip Roy and Marjorie Taylor Green and Matt Gates and all those psychos. And she's gonna come on at 840 and um tell us a whole bunch of stuff, you know. All of her friends were in Iowa this weekend, both uh Tim Scott out of South Carolina and Nikki Haley out of South Carolina. But my favorite part of today's show has to be, besides Michael Harrison, Telling the world how great I was at 6.45. Was Tim Scott, later on this morning, is going to be on The View. Now, last week, Joy Behar, the most detestable, unlikable, dumbest lady in the history, not currently, in the history of television, the most unfunny comedian, actually went on The View and said, get ready for this, Tim Scott, and Clarence Thomas don't know what it's like to be black in America today. This from a white Jewish yenta. Tim Scott doesn't know what it's like to be black in America today. You can't make this up. This is uh, Joy Behar last week, cut number 11, going after Scott, who ironically will be on with Joy Behar and that whole crew of horrible ladies on The View later on this morning. Lewis, cut number 11.
8: And he's one of these guys who, you know, he's like Clarence Thomas, black Republican who believes in pulling yourself by your bootstraps rather than, to me, understanding the systemic racism that (laughs) African-Americans face in this country and other minorities. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. Neither does Clarence. They don't get it. And that's why they're
11: Republicans. Sure.
6: So you you need to listen to me, white Jewish yenta. I'm going to tell you what it's like to be black in America today. Tim Scott did kind of address that over the weekend. When he talked about this country being a land of opportunity, not oppression, Joy, Tim Scott cut number 10. Number 10, Lewis.
9: Our nation faces one of the greatest threats we've seen in my lifetime. It is this culture of grievance and the drug of victimhood that is spreading like a cancer across this nation. America is not a land of oppression. America is the land of opportunity, without any question. We must celebrate our founding fathers for the geniuses that they were and never, never cancel our founding fathers.
6: I like this guy. He has no chance of being president but secretary of state. Some big cabinet position, whether it's Trump or DeSantis, Tim Scott is just about guaranteed that. And he's right. I mean, if Sid Rosenberg can be a big-time radio host, the biggest, I'm the biggest, if Joseph Takapina can be the most celebrated defense attorney in the world, you bet your asses is a great country. Right,
11: Tak?
15: Absolutely. <laughs> the, the, the odds of Godzilla, conquering New York were higher than either of those last two statements.
6: A testament, of course, uh, all seriousness to the hard work, and you have become that guy. And we've been over this a million times. I'm so proud of you. The audience loves you. I do want to ask you one thing, Tack, before we get to some sports. I want to get to sports today. About uh, Trump, only one. I know the grand jury is set to uh, take a look at the uh, Doc's case this week. Yes. Any traction there? I mean, any of these cases against Donald Trump, your client, gaining any traction?
15: Look, who knows what's happening behind closed doors, like with Alan Bragg, when we all thought there's no way anyone in their right mind could ever bring an indictment. Um, you know, it, it's a different matrix. It's a different set of, of of guidelines when it comes to Donald Trump. It's, you know, if if someone is being accused or there's an investigation going, normally the evidence takes you in the direction of charging decisions. With Donald Trump, it's the name that takes you in the direction of charging decisions, and then you look for evidence to sort of support it. The documents case, I have no idea how they're going to allege a a, a crime, a federal crime against Donald Trump. I just don't. Um, But we have to wait and see. I mean, I think the president has gone on and said he thinks that they're gearing up to indict him again in that case. But it's it's to me, it's something that is unbelievable. It's now weaponization of the justice system coming Full circle. And we said this, Sid, I talked about it during the Bragg investigation. And now here comes the consequences. Now we're hearing about a bribery, criminal bribery investigation into President Joe Biden. So here we go. This is what's now what the justice system is going to be used for. The guys on the right are going to want the guys on the left to be indicted. So we'll go get a prosecutor that's on the left. The guys on the left are going to want to get a, you know, a Republican prosecuted. So they'll find one of their prosecutors. I mean, it's, 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 it's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. And so bad for our country and really what the justice system is about, which was always independent and stood, stood on its own two feet. Regardless, it was nonpartisan. It really was a nonpartisan system. Even when I started as a prosecutor, uh, said many years ago and as a defense lawyer. I've never seen anything like we've seen in the last few years.
11: In your two
6: cases, uh you're set back in court December, the Alvin Bragg case. The other one, E. Right. Jean Carroll, was yelling and screaming two weeks ago. I'm gonna sue him again because he called me a whack jab on CNN. Uh yeah. what's going on with those two cases? Your uh, cases? You
15: know the Manhattan DA's case is just proceeding. Um you know we'll we'll see eventually, you know, where that goes. That's set for trial in March. Uh, nothing's going on between now and then on the motion practice, and obviously we filed a motion um, to have the judge accused based on a conflict um, regarding his daughter primarily. Um, as far as Carol's case, that that additional claim of defamation, it's the litigation sort of privilege. So he's saying what he said in court, and there's no final judgment yet. So there is an appeal you know, that's pending, and there's no final judgment yet. So whatever he says between here and there, between now and then, is covered by the same things he said in court and and whatnot. So it's 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 sort of you know piling off to something that's already been um, you know um, litigated to a degree. So there's no way that's going to wind up with an additional claim of defamation or an additional trial. Quite frankly, the jury discredited her when it came to the only allegation she made, rape. Right. The first answer out of the box was you know question was why you rape why you here, Miss Carroll. I was raped by Donald Trump. They said rape 112 times during that trial, and the jury rejected that. And and you know Donald Trump said I never raped. It was crazy. It's a horrible allegation. Somehow the jury still found him liable for defamation on something that they found did not happen. Um, so there's some real issues on appeal there.
6: So there was a very famous person last week who I guess was convicted guilty of rape. This guy Danny Masterson from the '70s yeah, yeah. show. Um, I guess uh two guilty of uh two different people said he raped them. I thought there were maybe three initially, but that was a uh um, that's a pretty the, serious hung deal. On the Third,
15: Yeah, they yeah, the yeah. hung on the third third one who was his ex girlfriend, so I think right some some dissent as to whether or not she was actually raped or it was consensual or whatnot. But yeah, he's look this is and this it's, this, you know, implicates the whole church of Scientology in this too. You know, every victim testified that the Church of Scientology dissuaded him from going forward. That they actually testified in court that they were told to keep it internal and that they'll handle it internally. Wow! <laughs> you know, wow! As I'm concerned, the Church of Scientology does oh. not have a law enforcement branch. Um, they they testified that. Look, that's been the, the the scuttlebutt about the Church of Scientology, right? Yeah. Sort of trying to control their members and and whatnot. It seems a little scary to me. But look, this jury, this trial was a retrial. He the jury hung the first time around, but now they convicted him on both rape counts on two of the three rape counts, I should say. Um, And it's pretty bad for him. I mean, he's facing up to thirty years. So he's, you know, he's in jail. Bail was, uh, bail was revoked. He was put in jail immediately. He's facing thirty years to life in prison. Um, So it's, it's a pretty. But look, it's a hard. It's hard to defend, you know, rape allegations in this day and age. It just is. And you have to be courageous enough if you didn't do it. And I don't know about Danny Masterson whether he did or didn't. The jury found he did. Um, You know, you have to be courageous enough. To, to fight these cases and fight them hard because it's so easy to make that allegation these days. It really is. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate, again, how the bar has been lowered when it comes to proving something that perhaps is the most horrific thing you could ever accuse someone of
6: doing. This is a uh, famous defense attorney, my dear friend, Joseph Takapina. So Rob Manfred, the commissioner for Major League Baseball, was under fire for years now, I do think he's done some good things. I like some of the new rules, baseball games. are not taking four hours anymore. I do like that, especially yeah. with the Mets. They're hard to watch for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was there the other day. I, mean, I was like, no, oh, my God. Right. But this thing with the Dodgers, where they have this group, the oh, Sisters oh. of Perpetual Indulgence, this is yeah, an LGBTQ oh. community group that makes fun of Jesus Christ, bashes... Christianity and Catholicism every step of the way, and they're being yeah. honored at a Dodger game. How does that happen?
15: It's, it's the world is, is, is turned upside down now. It's complete. And I like Rob Manfred. Rob and I have become friends after our little, you know, Ted to during the A-Rod yes. days when I was representing Alex and he was prosecuting Alex, if you will. Um, you know, it, it, he's it's really it's it's We're. we're at a point of no return here unless somebody gets us on the control. You know, our sports leagues are suddenly in the business of virtual signaling. You know, by conducting these these Friday these Pride Pride night games and to demonstrate support. And look, to each his own, Sid, you know how I feel about this. I think you feel the same way. Be who you want to be. Of be course. who you are. Yep. Live and let live. That's all great. But when did live and let live get replaced with shove it down our our throat, you know, and, and here's how you have to feel also. I don't care
4: who you are. Be who you are. And, and
15: everyone has a right to be gay, lesbian, transgender, not transgender, whatever. But don't shove it down everyone's throat. And to do – it's like we've lost – literally, if the Dodgers had done just just 10 minutes of of research into the group that they're about to honor, you know – they're as twisted as these, these. this group, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Yeah, but they got to I mean, know by
11: now.
6: Group. I mean, I mean, Bill O'Reilly They're made a big group. deal about this two weeks ago on this show. You know, the Post ran the article. You and I are talking about it. By now, the Dodgers know exactly who that group is, and as far as I know, they haven't canceled them yet. Well, no, here's the funny part.
15: This is how how so afraid and paralyzed we are to do something that could offend somebody that might have a voice, they canceled them when they looked when they were told that they're a hate group because they are a hate group and they canceled them. Then there was an, a, a you know, for, because there was a backlash when right. they first invited them. Right. They said, you can't invite a hate group. Why don't you to invite the Ku Klux Klan while we're at it? Let's go. Everyone could be their own. But then they canceled them. There was backlash for canceling them. And they, they invited. Yes. Them. I mean, are you out of your mind? Uh, yeah, yeah. So now these people who mock nuns, dress up, you know, like these, these sort of kinky nun outfits and, and make fun of the Catholic religion um, with with hate, with pure hate, are are going to be honored. Walking, you know, with people like from the g- gay and lesbian community who, who you know, if we're going to honor people, they're fine to be honored. They deserve to be honored. But this is just, we've gone to the point where it's... It, nice. it's yeah. It's it's
6: nuts. It's nuts. I mean, I hate it's the Yankees. Nuts. I hate the Yankees. I was actually happy they beat the Dodgers two out of three this weekend. Wasn't no, right. I wanted mean, the Yankees to sweep. It's it's, <laughs>
15: it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And yeah. Clayton Kershaw, like the you know the, the, maybe the greatest player of the Los Angeles Dodgers or one of them anyway for sure. I mean, is 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 very very. He's pissed. He's very yeah. you know he's, he's, his beliefs. Yeah. Why is the are the Dodgers letting their 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 greatest pitcher? Maybe
6: ever. Okay. Well, hold on. Koufax. He's no Sandy Koufax. Calm down. I but just okay.
15: Said except for Koufax. Okay, good. Right. Let me finish. Relax. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> have more coffee than I have this morning. But except for Koufax, right. who's our guy, Brooklyn. Moore. Jewish, I'm sure you're proud of him. Uh, like the greatest ever, Mike. All I've got. In, his, in this period. <laughs> no, you've got Adam Fox on the Rangers soon now. Oh, Come that's on. true. You're
6: right. He's um, Jewish. Yeah. yeah.
15: <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully he'll be the first Jewish hockey player in the Hall of Fame. You know, there are more more Jews who are Messiah than are in the hockey Hall of Fame.
6: <laughs> that's true. Well, talking about hockey, our mutual friend, and uh, really you're even closer because your son, works for the organization, Vinny Viola, his Florida Panthers. They took it on the chin against Vegas a couple nights ago, but tonight game two out in Vegas before that series returns to Florida, and there's a rumor going around that when that series does return to Florida, in attendance, in Sunrise, Joseph Takapina.
15: Oh, I'll be there. I'll be there <laughs> you know, with Vinny in his – so he, Vinny somehow got me to buy a season ticket package for the Panthers, even though I'm – blocks away in uh, New York. Um, but I, you know, I'm sitting with him in this thing called the Panthers bar. He did this amazing thing. You know, the, there's the monkey bar in New York, which is Vinny Viola's favorite bar. It's a great place. The monkey bar. If you've ever been there, you know, it looks like a jungle inside. He did something called the Panthers bar, a private suite that he has in that arena. And he invited, that was 25 friends and people who are of, of note and celebrity, Wayne Gretzky, Dan Marino, well, yeah. You know, I don't know how I squeezed it in there, but I did. Um you know, so so we're gonna go watch the game with Vinny and in this awesome. in the arena in this suite, which is which is amazing. because that team is so easy to root for. My God, they squeeze into the playoffs. Then they wipe the floor with the Boston Bruins, who I hate as much as I hate the Boston Red Sox. I mean, they they you know, the greatest team in the history of the NHL by way of points and records this year um they they beat them they beat the Maple Leafs, who were heavily favored you know they they go on to beat the hurricanes who are the second best team in hockey this year Absolutely. it's amazing it's a real rocky story it's great it's it is great it's, it's a great story yeah.
6: and i covered that team for many many years down there don't forget uh Vinny flew me on the team jet to new york for one weekend series against the wow. devils the rangers and the islanders he took us all to the on the Friday night before they yeah, played the Devils, place in yeah, yeah. So I'm and sitting, listen, I'm sitting there with with uh with you know Roberto Luongo all the or the players. Uh, so when I got on the plane, I said, Vinny, where do I sit?" I feel like I feel like an idiot. you know, he goes, "You sit right there," and I sat next to the coach, who at the time, you ready for this, was Gerard Gallant.
15: Oh my God! Yeah, that's yeah. right. He was down there. Listen, Vinny Viola is. I he said, "You know, I've represented sports." franchises, the Commanders, and yep, yep. I've been involved a little bit with Mark Davis with the Raiders and whatnot. I am telling you, Vinny Viola has the best organization in sports, and it comes from the top. It comes from Vinny. You know, he's a military guy. Matt Caldwell, his president and CEO, is maybe yep. one of the best guys I've yep. ever met. He's the president, um, and he's a military guy. You know, uh, he's got all the guys there, and then he's got Sean Thornton, who was one of the most vicious Vicious hockey players in the NHL. was a great fighter for the Bruins and then the Panthers. Sean is now one of the most engaging people I've ever met. He's yes. down there. Yes. He's in charge of of sponsorship stuff.
6: Um, and then, of course, the
15: great Chris Takapita. I mean,
6: how how, <laughs> how do, do, you do you beat that? <laughs> you can't. I actually, by the way, I actually sat next to Sean Thornton. He was still on the team when I had dinner that night at Bomonti's. And the great Islander genius, Al Arbor, was still alive and running the oh, team. Yeah.
15: yeah. Yeah, many yeah, times great people. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, does, he finds great people, people like-minded to him, and and they run an amazing, amazing organization. And I still think, look, that game was five to five to two or whatever, five to two, but. But it is, its it wasn't even close to that. That was a very hard work. No, it was too. tough game. Yeah, it was a tough and game. And the, the people he's got in there, again, Michael Caceres and, and Bryce Howell, Howell. I mean, he's got some great, great, great people running that organization. That's why they're so successful. And, and he, Vinny rebuilt that thing from near death. I mean, South Florida is not exactly a hockey hotbed. But now, you know, look at that stadium. Look at that arena. It's, yeah. it's packed, and, yeah. and the Panthers have made a mark.
6: No, they're great. I'll give one quick story. So Vinny walks up to me and Danielle. Because we went to almost, uh, you know, probably about 30 games from the Lexus Club, you know. And he goes, Um, uh, Danielle, I'm taking Sid to New York. And uh Danielle goes, you're doing what? He goes, I'm taking Sid on the plane with the team to New York. We lived in Florida. She goes, yeah. no, you're not. Are you crazy? So he looked at her like, you don't understand. I'm Vinny Viola. She's like, I don't care who you are. You know, Danielle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so she did relent, and I did go. But the initial, he was like, he was floored because he to be like, Oh, yeah, great. She's like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs>
11: He's
6: not going anywhere with <laughs> you. <laughs> it's a good time. Hey, listen, I love you. Another hey, great appearance. Next time around, we have to talk
15: to something that's boiling my blood. Is this this Cooney law graduate who who's who spread hate? This Fatima yeah. Muhammad, yeah. whatever. It, it's disgusting what happened, and yes. it's disgusting how it was how it was allowed to happen. Yep. And I would have stood up if I was a dean. I would have grabbed her by her little the strings on her little yep. hat there and pulled her back. No, I agree, but that's that's for another time. We don't. Well, we I've been saying I've been saying today. for a couple
6: of days they need to fire today. I said this last Wednesday. They need to fire the dean of the law school. Uh, Suda Seely, I believe that's her name. Yeah. She should have been fired because she stood up and applauded this girl. Applauded. How do yeah. you applaud? I mean, I mean saying that the, and
15: all of NYPD is fascist. That's all fascism. Is, you know, if you really understand the definition of fascism and what that meant in the history of this world, you, you, you're a moron. If you compare what fascists did to what the NYPD does. Number one. Number two, to say that the law is a manifestation of white supremacy in this country is so disgusting. I mean if a uh, if, if someone who were white got up and said the law is a manifestation of, you know Muslim supremacy or Muslim hate crimes or what I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable. The double standards that are alive and well these days yeah, are, I know are are, are, sickening, are sickening
6: Well you gotta fix it, you're an attorney. So we're counting on you. Or yep. well, the I'm pressure's going. on you. <laughs> No, no problem. I like that. Uh, I you like were great again no today, problem. Joseph. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Love you, sir. Great job. Love you. Joseph Tacopina covered a whole bunch of good stuff there. My man, Joe Tacopina. Great job. We'll take a short break. Congresswoman out of the great state of South Carolina, Nancy Mace, makes her debut on this program. She's all excited. So are we. More of Sid and friends in the morning right after this. She said.
0: 77 WABC Entertaining and informative This is Sid and Friends in the Morning 77 WABC Hello Sid
6: a billy idol fan than danielle flash for fantasy at 835 nancy mace coming up next been a great show michael harrison curtis sliwa which lowry joseph takapina now it's time for noam's nuggets good morning noam good morning uh flash for fantasy you like billy idol
16: uh yeah i like billy idol yeah yeah, he's all
6: right. You don't sound all enthusiastic, <laughs> yeah. to be honest.
16: You know, my wife worked with him, and uh yeah. he was such an alcoholic that they used to take the mini bars out of his hotel room. Is that she'd, true? She'd have to call ahead and say, you need to take the mini bars. Come on. No. And so one time uh they were in Paris, and he was so pissed that the mini bar wasn't in there that he actually took the TV and threw it out the
6: window of the hotel I heard that story. Not yeah. a rock star, really? Yeah, yeah, really. They wouldn't do that. So yeah. wait, so did Billy Idol bang your wife? Uh, you'd have to call her and ask her. I don't know. Get don't her on the phone. I, uh, oh. Justin, get her on the phone.
7: Now we need a quiz for no. <laughs> yeah.
6: Well, if you're going to take the mini bar out. <laughs>
7: <laughs> now uh, what? I know what I'm going to do after this. <laughs> okay, what now? I, where's that
10: man laden? Uh, <laughs> I'll show him. Yeah.
7: Oh, yeah, uh, what
16: trying. do you got You got a game time? I do. I so, know. uh, Florida eighth grader Dev Shaw won the 2023 Scripps National Spelling Bee on Friday. He correctly spelled SAMophile.
10: P-S-A-M-M-O-P-H-I-L-E,
16: samophile? Yeah, It is correct. Okay. Right. What does that mean? Yeah. Uh, it is a organism that thrives in sandy soil. Yeah. I just made that up. I know. Yeah. It sounds like him. Oh, <laughs> it sounded right, though, didn't
6: it? I just saw a picture of Governor Hochul and Mets owner Steve Cohen as he tries to revive his seemingly dead for the moment casino bit. Okay, what's uh, What's the next word? So. One?
16: Yeah. I wanted to see if you guys could pass the very first test. Oh, I like this. These students take to get into a spelling bee and this is for 8th graders. 8th graders. Yeah.
11: right. Oh, okay. About this,
16: so, we'll start with be have a we'll good s-
7: time. You guys have a good time. We'll <laughs>
16: start with you, Justin. Your word
13: is apparatus. 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 Am I allowed to do the whole thing where I make it? Why are you doing that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> apparatus. Alright, p p a One R or two R's. One R A T T U S. No. Not even close. No, that's right.
16: That's correct. Nailed it. it. Is that right? Yes, he
7: said it right. That's the right. apparatus. Oh, uh, you Do let you him know. cheat. It's two Ts. He's way too stupid to know. You that. said two
16: Ts? No, you said one T. No said, one he said two T's. T's. You said no, I no, said no, no, one T. to t- t- no, you, you, t- you did You said two T's. I said that
13: one of the letters has no, one. No, no, You said two T's. No, two T's.
16: That's correct. Okay, so you're wrong. Yeah, he's wrong. All right, whatever. <laughs> Stop this game. Screw you. Okay, own game. Sydney. Yeah. Your word is um con- uh, Curriculum.
6: curriculum curriculum. Mm-hmm. All right. Curriculum. U. Right. Two R's. Right. I C U L U M curriculum. That's right. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Nice. Okay. Okay. Nice. Um oh, Lou, was... yes. your word is Cats. authenticate. Sorry. Hold on a second. Yeah. Hey Nancy, where'd you go? I would have given that word to Nancy. That, Mace. W- that
13: wasn't Nancy. Okay. Was then Ch- you go. That,
6: that was Chaz calling a day early. <laughs> oh, Chaz was a day early. Yeah, he was calling oh, yeah. a day early. Yeah, he's all- <laughs> Chaz called me tomorrow. <laughs>
10: yeah. Hey, Chaz, spell apparatus.
7: <laughs> <laughs> he says, <laughs> <laughs> is he okay with coming on tomorrow?
13: Uh, yeah, he's going to call back tomorrow. All right, good, Lewis. Go now go. you just
7: can't leave. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. What's my, what's my word? Now? Uh, what
16: was your word? Okay. I already forgot. I thought- authenticate. Uh, your word is authenticate. Okay.
7: A, U. T H E N T I C A T E That's right. That's right. Yes. That's right. Oh. Why would you Okay, his
16: word was 10 times easier than my
7: word. <laughs> no, my no, these word are all was hard even easier. Words.
13: No, it's not. Okay,
16: Justin, I let's see what you can round. do. Here right. we go. This my is an God. appropriate oh. word for you. Your word
13: game is anti-Semitic. Is, your word is derelict. <laughs> derelict. Yeah, That's easy. it's easy. De- Appropriate. All right, this this actually is Nancy Mays, though, Lewis. Will you please grab the phone okay, while I spell
7: right. it? While you
13: get it wrong. Yeah. Well, can I please have the word again? It is derelict. Would you like me to use it
16: in this no. <laughs> sentence? Derelict. Justin Ellick is a derelict. Derelict? Yes. D
13: E R E L I C T. That's right.
11: That yeah. is right. Thank you. All right. All right.
16: All right one Sydney? more. If I get Sydney? this right, Dawson loses. Sydney, your word is carburetor. Carburetor. Carburetor? Mm hmm. You got this. I don't
6: think I do. I swear to God. C A R Mm -hmm. B Mm -hmm. O R A T O R. Mm -hmm. Justin thought I was right. E E R at the end. You
13: are.
16: (laughs) It's C A R B U R E T O R.
6: Is that right?
7: Yeah.
16: Stupid. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Uh, well blue well, gets this right, Lou wins. That's right. There he uh, we go. Um
7: yes, I think I'm ready. Your
16: word, uh eighth grade word, is blasphemous. <laughs> oh,
7: that's too easy. Oh, that is, wait. God. Oh, look at them crying already.
5: What I'm a gonna dick blow you, you all I use that word every day.
7: Yes. B L A S. Say
13: U. Say. Say B S B L A S P H E M O U S. That's, That's what right, Lou Lund. Lund. Look how happy Lou That's is. Right.
6: He hasn't been as happy since he smoked the joint with LeVon Helm.
13: <laughs> That's right, baby. Yep. We did honest. do that. Come on. Yeah.
6: All right. got to take a break because right. Nancy Mace, the brilliant congresswoman out of South Carolina, is about to make her debut on this program. And she's excited about it because all the people that vote for her in Charleston and, you know, I guess um, Hilton Head and they're all New Yorkers. So she owes her victory to me, basically.
7: That sounds blas- yeah. blasphemous
0: to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you did that? I
7: I can't so- <laughs> get-
0: <laughs> Talk Radio 77 WABC. <laughs> Sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC. <laughs>
6: You know, so sometimes when somebody makes a debut on the program, I'll ask them like I used to do, about like three or four favorite songs. So I say to Nancy, "What do you like?" You know. So it turns out she's a big alternative rock fan, like Rage Against the Machine. All right. Yeah, but she loves Hootie. I said, "Oh, you know this, but Darius Rucker, Hootie, and the Blowfish. That band is from South Carolina, and of course, Nancy Mace." Is one of our country's best politicians, Congresswoman out of South Carolina, making her debut right now on Sid and Friends in the Morning here in New York City. Thanks to Frank O'Hara, mind you. Here's our friend Nancy Mays. Nancy, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Sid.
1: Good morning, y'all. Good morning, New York.
6: <laughs> good morning to you. You told me last week that, um, you know, Charleston, some of the areas that you do very well in, in your victories, a lot of those folks are actually former New Yorkers.
11: Isn't that right? They
1: are. It's, it's, it's absolutely true. The number one place people move from to South Carolina to Charleston is New York. And there are a lot of a lot of y'all down here. You come down here, you travel, you visit, you tour, and then you never want to leave.
11: <laughs> well, so
1: really we appreciate your well, investment down but here. But it's
6: every city. It's every state across the country. Mm-hmm. We move to your yes. state. We move to Tennessee. We move to Florida. Anywhere to get out of uh-huh. here. But that's, uh, that's more of the blue city, blue state issue, which we will get to. You know, the thing about your your uh, state, uh, Nancy, which I appreciate is, look, Tim mm-hmm. Scott running for president, he's from your state. Nikki Haley running for president, she's from your state. guy like Lindsey Graham, I love Lindsey for so many years, from your state. What mm-hmm. is it about South Carolina that you guys make great politicians?
1: It's something in the water, and I'll tell you, Nikki and Tim, not only only do they live in South Carolina, but they live in South Carolina's first congressional district, which is a district that I represent. I go to church with Tim. I'm friends with Nikki. And then Trump's uh, director in South Carolina is my campaign manager. It's like this one giant love triangle down here. But we we produce great leaders for our nation. And I just think it's the water. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) something we're drinking in the water. But um, it's pretty awesome to see that kind of leadership in the presidential election. It's very cool.
6: Yeah. So uh, you're a Trump uh, supporter then, yes?
1: Am I what? A Trump supporter? Well, he I I worked for him in 2016 in his first race. Right. Uh, He and I don't always see eye to eye. (laughs) There are a lot of uh, stories about that in the press. But um, I appreciate, obviously, his policies, his politics. They were great for the country. We had tax cuts. We had the lowest unemployment rate in the nation's recent history when he was president. Uh, He was a good leader in that regard.
6: It really want. So when I spoke to you last week, I told you the day before, I spoke to Larry Cudlow, who also worked for the president. You know that. Uh-huh. And uh, we talked yeah. specifically about the debt ceiling bill. And Larry mm-hmm. said, listen, Sid, it's unrealistic to believe in the first shot you're going to get everything you want. To be honest, he said, I think Kevin McCarthy did a really, really good job and got us a lot of stuff, including a two-year wait on increasing spending, that most people couldn't get. So was it perfect? No, but it's a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So then I speak to you, and I'm like, oh, she's going to be with Larry. And you're like, that was an effing horrible bill.
9: <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it truly, it was effing horrible bill. And you were told that you were going to get spending cuts. You were told that it was going to cut the deficit. But when you look at the underlying numbers and you realize that it's going to add $17.3 trillion, to the debt over the next decade. What did we actually get for that? Because we're, Biden is signing into law record high levels of spending set during the COVID era. And so when I looked at the bill, I read it, I read it twice, I then tweeted about it, I stirred the pot last week because everyone thought I would be with the, you know, with the rest of the chamber. But it ended up more Democrats voted it for it than Republicans because they read the bill. They saw what was in it. They saw the debt that we're putting on your kids and your grandkids. And we just, if you're going to make a cut, then make a cut and tell people the truth. And that's not what, that's not the bill of goods that you were sold in D.C. last week. But
6: is it realistic to think if you're going to make a cut, make a cut. I mean, there's another side that has to agree on that, Though you don't really believe. Mm-hmm. And I know, and I heard Chip Roy and Matt and, and um, Marjorie yeah. Taylor and saying pretty much what you said, but you realize there's another side that has to agree. I mean, did you, did you really believe in your heart of hearts you would get all that on the first try?
1: Well, you have to give some things up. I mean, you have to negotiate. You have to build consensus. But Republicans gave away everything. And when they say, well, it does X, Then you find out two pages later it does why and there's a loophole, right? And so there are loopholes. There's so many loopholes in this thing. It'll make your head spin. And so, like, I, I went to the Citadel. I was the first woman to graduate from the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina. And they taught us that a cadet doesn't lie, cheat, or steal, or tolerate those who do. I was the opposite of Marjorie Taylor Greene last week. Chip Roy was a great leader uh, in telling the folks, telling Americans what was truthful. So was Mike Lee and Senator Rand Paul, because we didn't want to lie to the American people about what was in this thing and what was it. And when you read the fine print and you're just like, oh, my gosh, I can't go along with this. And you have to negotiate. But Democrats got everything that they wanted and then some. And there's got to be some give and take and some negotiation and some consensus building. But that's not what this was at all, in my opinion.
11: Well,
6: some people, Nancy, are so mad at Kevin McCarthy, mm-hmm. they want that seat vacated. Are you going that far?
1: no i'm not. I think that's premature at this point, but it's going to be problematic towards the end of the year when we look at the appropriations process and what Republicans promised would happen, and you know there'll be some probably some good bills that pass out of the House. But when they get to the Senate because it wasn 't put in writing, it wasn't put in the bill it wasn 't put in a contract, and black and white signed you know by Congress to say hey we 're going to do this, and when people see that there are so many ways to get around the caps, there are so many loopholes. They're going to realize that they were sold a bill of goods that was false. And we shouldn't lie to the American people. We should tell the truth. And already there are senators that are trying to uh, manufacture emergencies, whether it's spending in Ukraine or military defense spending, trying to find um, supplemental emergency spending measures to go around the fake spending caps that are in the bill. They're already doing it. And so I think by the end of the year when we see what really truly happened, people will realize they were fleeced.
6: This is the great congresswoman out of South Carolina, Nancy Mace, who will announce her run for the presidency in four years because they all do it, whether it's Graham <laughs> or Scott or somebody. Um, tell me this. When you first saw Biden fall off the stage, the Air Force Academy, uh, what, were your, what was your yeah. first thought? Was it, oh, my God, I hope he's okay? Was it, oh, here we go again? Here comes Kamala? What was your first thought?
1: As a mom, I winced, right? I mean, that's, you're looking at a grandparent or, I'm thinking about my own father, who's 82 years old, and he has, has trouble with walking too, like wow. that, but I winced because I said, you know, I looked at that and I said, my gosh, I know how hard it is for my elderly family members to get around And This is the President of the United States, this is the image that we're projecting domestically and abroad and around the world, this image of weakness. And he may be very smart, be with it on some days, but then on other days, he's just not. And I don't believe that's what the American people want. And when you look at the polling, even within Democrats, 60% or so don't want him to run again. I mean, he should be Enjoying his days, looking at the surf I- I- enjoying retirement, um we need a leader who's going to be strong because you got China on our tail, you got Russia on our tail Iran we're, we found out there are you know, possibly nuclear bunkers that they've got deeper underground than we thought previously. Saudi Arabia is cutting their oil production this summer. We need someone who can negotiate with folks who are not our allies right now, who are our adversaries, and you don't get that much confidence and hope in a guy like. Joe Biden right now. So I feel bad for him, honestly.
6: You do, you feel bad for him. So if you feel, yeah, ba- feel bad. So if you feel badly for him, then uh, his mm-hmm. wife, Dr. Jill, Dr. Nothing, by the way, Dr. Jill, that's spousal abuse, no? Gotta be.
1: Spousal yeah, well, abuse. I mean, you look at, I just, I look at how we're trying to take care of our family and our elderly and our family, and we're just, you know, the fact that you know, he's, this is happening. He's made it forced to stand on stage. He tripped over some sandbags like that. possibly injured. He hit his head on the helicopter on the way out. I mean, I just, you know, it's really sad to watch. It's hard to watch. You know, as a mom, with parents that are older and aging, like, it's very difficult to watch.
6: So are you a fan of the Gamecocks or the Clemson Tigers?
1: Oh, goodness. I love the Citadel.
6: <laughs> oh, no, it's a great school. Want... Yeah.
1: Yeah, great school. I'm not going to take a side because are the fans of both teams? They love their teams. I love the Waffle House. How about that? I'm a high school dropout. I dropped out of out of high school when I was 17. My first job was at the Waffle House. So if they had a football team, I'd be there. But uh, is that I right? Liked, You're a you know, high school
11: dropout. Yeah,
1: I dropped out of high school at 17. Sure wow. Did. Became a. My father said. If you're going to stop going to school, you got to start going to work. And I took up a job as a Waffle House waitress on the side of the interstate. Waffle House,
6: great place. Great place. Yeah. We, we've it's all stopped great there. great
1: after midnight. That's where all the good stories are.
6: <laughs> you know, there's a great New York Giant player. He's a Hall of Famer mm-hmm. for many, many years. And his name is Harry Carson. And he went to South Carolina State, a little school, runoff right of I-95, really? I think. Uh-huh. yeah, Yeah, you know that school, uh-huh. right?
1: Yes, yes.
6: You guys are loaded with sure great colleges, a lot of places that sell fireworks, waffle houses.
1: <laughs> Everywhere, <laughs> every every interstate exit has got a waffle house. It's amazing.
6: It is. It's a great state, and then you get like Hilton Head, Myrtle Beach, mm-hmm. like all these really beautiful areas. I know Charleston's a lovely town too. My wife and I love that show. Um, uh, so, uh, what is it? Uh, Southern Charm on the Bravo. Southern you know those, Charm. and you know those mm-hmm. guys, right?
1: Yeah, I know I know a few of them. Sure do. Uh it's a it's a fun show. It put Charleston on the map and uh we have good food, good cocktails, good golf, good surf. I'm actually watching surfers and dolphins right now uh before I head up to DC for whatever uh week we have this week for votes. But um it's a beautiful place.
6: You know it's funny, you say it put it on the map, and you're right about that, but you know what really put Charleston on the map and it's devastating and sad was Dylan Roof. Yeah. Right.
7: Yep. Is that fair to what say?
1: Horrific. Horrific. Yes. What a horrific time. He was a white supremacist, lived in the middle of Columbia and bought a gun shouldn't have been able to do that because of his uh, criminal record. But came down to Charleston and murdered nine black church members at Mother Emanuel eight years ago um, this month and uh, terrible time in our state's history. But um, that's one of the reasons that I've been very passionate about violence, especially gun violence. I'm a Second Amendment person. I carry wherever I go because of the threats I get on my life. But, you know, things like strengthening our background checks or uh, making sure that bad guys can't get guns and following the laws that we have on the books and being smart about being responsible gun owners is where we got to go in this country to keep our kids and communities safe.
6: What about these assault weapons? Are you okay with those? Because the AR-15 is not an assault weapon, Nancy. You know that.
1: Yes. No, I'm not for banning guns at all. But, you know, in fact, my kids, we were near a mass shooting in Charleston about, I guess, about six weeks ago. We were a mile down the road and we didn't know it at the time. We left the house six minutes after the shooting. Six people were shot. Thank God the police were there. They saved all six lives. But as we were approaching the shooting, we didn't know it. We were about a block away, six minutes after, and we saw all the EMS and all the police cars. And out of the mouths of babes, I'm a single mom, I got two teenage kids, and my kids were in the car. We were watching all this go down. And they said to me, oh hey, Mommy, where is the Amber Alert to let us know we're near a shooting? And so one of the measures that I'm leading this year is a is a bill that would allow our law enforcement be able to notify people within a, a vicinity of where a mass shooting is that's just common sense so there are things sure. that we can do yep. that don't violate the constitution but keep people safe that's just one of many measures we can take
6: on the way out what is your confidence level right now that a republican mm-hmm. trump desantis any one of those folks scott i don't care haley wins the presidency in 2024
1: I think it's I think we're playing jump ball in 24. Uh, I think it's going to be a total toss up 50 50, which is why it's going to be so important that we have a ticket that not only appeals to conservatives and MAGA and Republicans, we need a ticket that will appeal to independents, centrists, moderates, folks that are that are not always with us, but that will vote with us with the right policies. And so um, I'm looking forward to a vigorous primary. We'll see what you know happens over the next couple months. And South Carolina's first in the in the South. Yep. And so I imagine a, they're all going to be coming through. They'll do Iowa, New Hampshire, and then South Carolina, so cool. hearing what they have to say. But we got to have a strong ticket, a very strong ticket to win in 24.
6: Well, you were an amazing guest. You are an amazing guest. Thank you. Amazing. So when all the uh, <laughs> folks come to South Carolina, will you come back with me?
1: Oh, my gosh. I would love to come back with you. You guys are awesome. My mom listens to you all as she well. She does? I mean, <laughs> yes, she does. She's, she's in been New listening York? listening to you for years, Said No, she's in Charleston. But, um, but she's been listening to you for years. When I told her this morning, she's like, oh, my gosh, no, you're not. Um, but very just... familiar with your show and loves it. She was oh born in Newark, God. by the way. She won't want me saying that. <laughs> uh, what if, what if... I've got roots up in the Northeast, like oh, a lot my... of people in South Carolina do.
6: What is, uh, what's your mom's name? Her name is Ann, Ann with an E. Ann with an E. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. I love you. Your daughter, Nancy's terrific. And I mean this. You know, you talk about Republicans not too MAGA, being somewhat centrist, common sense. Everybody.
1: Everybody. I, I
6: see that mm-hmm. for you. I see it for you. Somewhere down the road, Nancy, you could be that one. <laughs> you could be that one. I mean it.
1: Thank you, Said You're very
6: generous. I mean it's it. Done. Listen, great job today, and we'll do it again very, very soon. You were great. Thank you.
1: Thank you,
6: Sid. The great Nancy Mace out of South Carolina. And her buddy here, Hootie and the Blowfish, only want to be with you. Hour number four coming up next. I've
14: seen you
0: Sit in friends in the morning. How many of us have them? 77 WAB.
14: Day after day, I'm more confused. Yet I look for the light through the pouring rain. You know that's a game that I hate to lose. I'm feeling the strain Ain't it a shame? Oh, give me the beat, boys And free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll And drift away Oh, give me the beat, boys And free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll
6: And drift away Well, it's been a great show. <clears throat> Michael Harrison, Curtis Sliwa Mitch Lowry, Joe Tacopina, Nancy Mace. Now I'm starting to lose my voice again. About hour four, which is fine.
7: Excellent time.
6: Good time, right? Yeah,
7: it's a good time. Now you can uh, cruise. Well, there's
6: no more uh, interviews today. Uh Uh-oh. So So, um, yesterday, we made a trip to Howard Beach. My dear friend, Jen, from Dolce Aesthetics. Jen. Botox, fillers, nobody better. But in real life, she's actually like a really close friend to me and Danielle. So she has a daughter named Ava also, like my daughter. And she made a pool party in her backyard in Howard Beach for her daughter Ava because she graduated high school. And we went. And it's a pretty long trip to drive, not when we live now in Queens, when we go home, I should say, but now in Battery Park to Howard Beach. So we're in the car for more than an hour. And Lewis had to realize That between that trip yesterday and Saturday night, Danielle and I driving to Brooklyn so Danielle could have dinner with her friends Denise and Francesca at Michael's of Brooklyn, which is a great restaurant, we had two very long trips in the car, Saturday night and Sunday. So anytime I'm in the car for an extended period of time, we usually put three stations on the lithium channel, First Wave or Yacht Rock Radio. And inevitably, when I put these stations on, despite Danielle, Gabe, and others yelling at me, stop, stop, I start texting Lou. Anytime a song comes on that I like, I text it to Louis. They're actually at the point, Lou, where they're like, leave him alone. I swear to God. Forget I'm like, it, what do you mean? Forget it. We're way past that. Way so past that. So forget it. That's not going to So happen. how many songs it, would you Thank estimate you I sent you this weekend? Uh,
7: w- w- I think it was 18. 18? Easy. Yeah, I think we were just short of 20. One, two, three, four. Yes. Starting, wow. That was one of them. Dolby Gillis. Yeah, let's see. Wait a second. Yeah. Well, we started... Give me
6: some of the titles I sent you.
7: Uh, yeah, Human League. Human. Oh,
6: I love that song. You didn't we play have, it. We
7: haven't gotten to that right, yet. Okay. I know. Yeah, yeah. Chain The Chainsmokers Coldplay. You this, like that song? I'm back to Thursday. This is Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> fine. It's for kids. So, yeah. yeah. Right. I like Coldplay, kids. though. But they are. It's what What. What are your kids like to hear? That song.
6: That, okay, yeah. so what channel was that on? Like? That was on uh, First Wave. Or, it, no way was yes. that on First Wave. What was, song? Oh, the song Sex. By yes. Berlin, which is are like every, they play it every, every second, every
7: ten minutes. They really? play that
6: band, and Susie and
7: the Banshees, and one more, uh, and that other. These are very mediocre bands. What's that band? Out of? Mediocre best. Uh, 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 missing Persons. Oh, I like them. They're yeah. good. Remember that chick? Used, She's used really, no. no. She used to wear like a see-through top. Was she hot? Uh, yeah. Delbo. They play a yes. lot of uh, Annie Lennox also. A lot. Yeah. Uh, your Rhythmics. Yes. Terrible. <laughs> terrible well, not Terrible You just heard him too not much Terrible
6: uh, Bertie Higgins Key Largo Now Bertie Higgins Key Largo uh, Justin uh, Do me a favor What? Uh-oh. Can you please Uh-oh. I'm begging you <laughs> Sing for me the chorus
7: <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm not singing yeah, anything no, for no. you First Send print it out Print out the lyrics the,
13: first this, The uh, chorus for Key Largo uh, By the way Speaking of I wanted to throw my phone at the wall When you called me Saturday morning at 9am Why did I call That's you? That's when it starts too Probably. Why did I call I you know. though? I don't know I know why I speak to Lou but uh, you called me to, uh... Check on my voice? Yes. Yeah. You were like, how do I sound? you like, you to do that. And then I started speaking. You said, well, I sound a whole lot of hell lot better than you do right now. Yeah. Because it was Saturday morning at 9 sure. o'clock. Two days before I said to come back to the air. Right. Right. Yes. You think I'm retarded? No. No. I think you just love me. I love you back. Yeah, I do love you.
6: So sing, um, Key slibri- Largo. Slibri- slibri- like <laughs> we had it all. We had it all. Just like Bogey and Bacall. Just
13: like Bogey and Bacall. Starring in our own late late show. Starring in okay. our own late late show. Selling, are, away
6: Selling away to Key Largo. Selling away to Key
13: Largo. It's not terrible. Not no, terrible.
7: No, well, both of you are, are about Jupiter away from the, thing, the actual, actual key. key. I
6: They sang it pretty good, but God with no voice.
13: Like up there? That wasn't
7: bad. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Yeah, so was that like the Kanye. song I sent you? Yeah,
6: what other? The no, there's another song I heard on uh, Yacht Rock Radio that by him. Remind? Yes, by Bertie Higgins. No, there's no way. Yeah, there's like there's, I must love Bertie Higgins. Yeah, he doesn't even know who the hell I was. Yeah, of no.
0: course not.
7: Sure. Who else? Nolan Oats. Huh. Which one? I can't go for that. Oh, that's a good song. We just played. I
6: can't go oops, for
11: the,
7: that. The Drift uh, uh, Away, Doby Gray, we just played. Right. This other horrific song by America, oh, Magic. That's a horrific song? No, nah, it's just. You can do magic. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> okay, song. It's a great song. Yeah. <laughs> the not good song, Orleans, Dance With Me.
6: Oh, Dance With Me is a great song. Come on. Yeah, what's the yeah. matter with you?
7: Uh, I don't know. I'm a derelict. <laughs> uh, you apparatus. Those Shoes by the Eagles. That's a great song. Too bad they're ruined for me. Sex by Berlin. Flesh for Fantasy, Billy I played Idol. Played that. That was great. All I Want is You by U2. Oh, that's a
6: great song. Yes. They well, play that during the credits, Rattle and Hum.
7: Yeah, you're never going to tell me that any of these are horrible songs. No, that's no, no. You, you're, you're right. grou- tongue-tied, group love. I don't know who this is. who's no this? easy way out by Robert Tepper,
6: you know what that is? No, go play it right That's now. The, uh, go play it right now don't no no, don't sh- say anything. Sh- don't say anything. whoever that kid is, be quiet. <laughs> keep quiet. you this. gotta play it. I'm surprised you know it what's this kid's name Lou. It's Lou. Lou. <laughs> Is right. anybody looked? Yeah. yeah. It's we got a white blue and a black blue? Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. That's right. <laughs> All right. Great that's job, Lou. Right.
7: He's going to take, take my job. Right. So, 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 That's right.
6: Will... If we have a black guy with the same yeah. name, you win. Just, you yeah. Know yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so you knew from exactly where it was. Don't say anything. I, I don't Play know. it, and I guarantee you guys
7: know. All right. It's not. I got to look. I you gotta, can't find it? I got to look it up. No, it's not there.
6: in the computer. No. <laughs>
13: yeah. Well, I would have guessed that. No, no, Robert
6: Tepper, no easy way out. Justin clue. Eska, no. the guys in the newsroom, just why would
13: I have any, no, any clue?
6: Ask uh, Jimmy Filippi.
13: Well, what's the uh, <laughs> what's the song called again? No, uh, no, easy no, easy no
6: easy way out by Robert Tepper.
13: No easy way out by Robert Tepper. what's you know, the question?
6: You know wh- wh- where's it from? Oh, where's it from? Do you know
13: Filippi? No,
7: uh, we needed his fader. He has no idea. Oh, oh, oh! Is he on three?
13: Where is he? Yeah, there he is. Rocky Do- four. You son of a bitch! You just wow. ruined it. Well, you asked him. You asked
7: him. So why yeah, but did you, you have ruin to ruin lie
13: it? and just play a warning. <laughs> well, <I don't> <laughs> yeah. Luna also,
6: Black Luna. He didn't say anything. Okay, that, oh, that God. The, that's what it's from. should have known. I should know. know. have known. Lou, you know it before. for sure, right? I thought it was from... <laughs> now <laughs> listen. You remember when he's he's like drudging through the snow in Russia, and they're showing Drago getting shot up with injections, and
13: yeah, I remember that. Scene. And he's got like the wood on his back. Nobody remembers the song. Really.
10: <laughs>
6: <laughs> I can't believe Philip knew it Wait, when he sings, you'll know, look. No. Okay, all right.
11: Okay. Is
13: it gonna happen today? Yeah, yeah. Please.
6: We're not in this Now you know it, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Rocky I might yeah. <laughs> tip my tongue I <laughs> yeah. oh, Thank you for that okay that yeah, nailed it, nailed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why was uh, Molly Hemingway on uh, <laughs> That's worth
13: 8 on Fox 8 It says, says it right there. Is Molly Hemingway? she's the one who wrote that book, I think.
6: but she's not related to the the um, the twin sisters of Hemingways, is she? No, no, no okay.
13: that can't be right. Is she
6: famous? Is she just a,
13: a Fox News? No, she's like, uh, I mean, I wouldn't call her famous. No one knows who she is, right? I mean, she, she wrote a, um, she's an author, so she's like a political author. Right, what did she write? What did she write? Uh, well, she's a conservative author. Let's right. us see what she wrote? Um, I don't know. Uh, she says, uh, uh, we can
6: cover up Biden's issues, mm-hmm. but the world is watching. Trump, ah, Play it. Trump- Why, uh, uh, yeah, Molly Hemingway, cut number 19.
1: The media think that if they can lie about this and they can lie about all the problems he's having, not just physical falls, but his, you know, his stumbling in his speech, the way he doesn't make sense sometimes, how awful and difficult it is to listen to it. They think it, they can just cover it up. But the world is watching. I mean, I think your point is exactly right, Harris. this The world sees that this man is feeble and it yeah. affects our national security.
6: Oh, it must be Harris Faulkner. Everybody was talking about Trump and uh, Biden. Even Charles Payne, Fox Business. He talked about the double standards. Charles Payne, Lewis, cut number 22. The night
3: and day attitudes towards these things are just so, it's really embarrassing. It really, really is. And it gets to the heart of who really is trying to tear this country apart. I feel like it's, it's the media more than even
6: political parties. Charles Payne's good. I like him. You don't fight them all the time? Ron and Santa. They're always fighting. Always. So Trump was in Iowa last week and he hadn't seen the Joe Biden fall. So somebody had to tell him about it, and <laughs> to hear his response, he's like, "What? He fell? Basically, again, play this, Lou Trump, number one in Iowa last week when he finds out about Biden's fall.
1: Biden just fell on stage. Biden just fell on stage.
6: He,
2: he just fell on what stage? <laughs> He's at the Air Force Academy. He actually fell down? Well, I hope he wasn't hurt. I hope he wasn't hurt. But it's, the whole thing is, look, the whole thing is crazy. you got to be careful about that. you got to be careful about that because you don't, you don't want that. Even if you have to tiptoe down a ramp.
6: I love that. He felt bad for that for a second. Not good. Not good. But then he goes on with Sean Hannity and he goes... That was a really bad ball. That was a really bad ball. Trump cut number two.
2: I want to start with the current president. Um, did you see the video of when he fell? Yeah. And did you see the video? He actually said, uh, by the way, I met with um, who are those guys that are going to fly over shortly? Yeah. Yeah. That's your president uh, right not, now. Not too good. It's sad. It's sad. It's not, you know, it's uh, they're representing. We are all representing the country. You become president, and uh, you're sort of not allowed to do that. But it's happened. It's happened, and it's happened pretty badly. Uh, we won't go into it, but we all know the ones, and they uh, they count those acts. You know, they never forget. But that was a bad
6: fall. He goes on to talk about how uh, DeSantis. You know, DeSantis's polling numbers still not great, even though he officially announced he's running for president. Yes. Right now, DeSantis is not second, but Donald Trump seems to think second place is short-lived for Ron DeSantis, and it will get worse. More of Trump and Hannity, courtesy of of Fox News, cut number three. Uh,
2: You really go after the one who's second, and I think the one who's second is going down so much and so rapidly that I don't think he's going to be second that much longer. I think he's going to be third or fourth. He had a very bad day Did He got very angry at the press. You're not allowed to get angry at the press. <laughs> let me, let me, at the fake news, he got angry.
6: So DeSantis, there's a whole thing going on. Is his name DeSantis or DeSantis? Like, is it Kamala or Kamala? Same thing. So I've heard Ron DeSantis pronounce it both ways. So they go to Ron, they go, Ron. What's your name? Which one is it? Here's his answer, cut number five.
4: There's been some confusion over your last name and the pronunciation, and I'm just wondering to correct the record, what is it?
5: Oh, this ridiculous, these stupid things. Listen, the way to pronounce my last name
13: winner. Oh. Oh ho, 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 ho. I'm stealing Win I'm stealing it. Didn't Charlie Sheen say that once song? He probably stole it from somewhere. Charlie Sheen right? he's too good of a line to just be original with it, you know. Then he came back at Trump. This is DeSanti's
6: getting very tough with Donald Trump cut number six. You
5: know if the former president says he can slay the deep state in six months, my question to him would be, well, you already had four years. why didn't you slay it then? Oh This is why he's got no chance.
6: That's as tough as he gets. Like Trump will be like, your wife is ugly. Although in this case you can't say that because DeSantis' wife is hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no. no, no, but it's wrong, and that's but, original. No, but, his wife is but so ugly. But he does stuff like that. Okay. He attacks the family. He doesn't care. DeSantis, he's so lame. He had four years to do it and didn't do it. Well, what is that?
7: Well, maybe he's it's, he's got a point. Maybe he's, he's got can... no
6: points. All right, zero points. you <laughs> win. Right. No yeah. points. Come back hard. Say something like, um,
7: your, your, your mom's so ugly that when, uh, you, what? I don't know. Your mom's yeah. so fat that when she sits his around His mother's house, dead sits around, who cares?
6: Yeah, well, your face is stupid. Yeah. Mm. Call his kid stupid or something. I don't know. Do something just nasty. Trump would do that. Trump would do that. No? No. I, you can't yeah. fight back and go, he had four years, he didn't do it. Really? That's as good as it gets? No, I don't know. It's got no chance. <laughs> what? It's got no chance. It's well, got a while for it to get better while, well. He doesn't have that much more time, bro. It could heat up. He's down like 35 points. You yeah. Are you like a DeSantis guy? No. I oh, okay. I can't tell you guys. You guys, who are you, Jack? Are you a Trump guy? Who am I? I'm, well, ju-
13: I'm Justin Elliott. <laughs>
6: okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, 1-800-848-WABC.
7: <laughs> you can't spell What do you
6: want? That's uh, true. 1-800-848-9222. <laughs> We're coming right for the
7: whole apparatus. <laughs>
14: When my mind is free, you know a melody can move me. When I'm feeling blue, the guitar's coming through to soothe me. Thanks for the joy that you've given me. I want you to know I believe in your song. Rhythm and rhyme and harmony You've helped me along Making me strong Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away give me the feet boys and free my soul i wanna
0: get lost in your rock and roll and drift away Talk radio 77 wabc this is sit in friends in the morning entertaining and informative oh
10: you my best friend
0: 77 wabc
6: All right, 77 WABC Radio listeners, get ready for your chance to win big. The Paramount Huntington, Long Island, great place, presents an incredible opportunity to experience one of three, write these down, Louis, three extraordinary shows. This Sunday, June the 11th, witness the legendary Chaz Palminteri, my dear friend. He'll be on tomorrow in his captivating one-man show, A Bronx Tale, which is awesome. He takes the streets of Bronx as Chaz brings his powerful tale to life on stage. So there you have that. Then Wait, on, go,
7: go to Mickey Mantle, see if he pays your rent. <laughs> yeah, <that's a> great <laughs> kid, joke. his kid. Look at his kid. You got to change you your know, name.
6: That kid, Lilo Brancato, Brancato, who played Little C. You know, you had the whole incident. He was on drugs. Him and his buddy robbed the house. They shot a cop. Takapina represented Lilo Broncato
7: I think I remember that. Yeah, yes. Takapita. Yes.
6: So I sat to Chance one day. I said, um, I'm thinking about bringing Lilo on. And he looked angry. And I said, What's up? He goes, I will never, ever, ever talk to that kid or forgive that kid. I said, Wait a second. But the character you played, Sonny, in a Bronx tale, he was all so forgiving. He's like, That was a movie. He will never talk to Broncado again. So that's definitely a
7: lot that went
6: on. Yeah. And he didn't Well, he just shot a cop and, and you know, well
7: now that that's probably that was it. what it was. So okay. so I can't even bring yeah. him on.
6: Uh yeah. so anyway, you got that. Then on wow. June thirteenth, you've got the iconic Nancy Wilson from Hart. She takes center stage, delivering an evening of classic hits that'll leave you mesmerized. And next Wednesday the fourteenth, the voice of the Moody Blues. Justin Hayward. Yes. Oh, my God. You ready for this? Okay, no. Joins forces (laughs) with five-time Grammy Award winner Christopher Cross.
7: Oh, that's a show for you. This is
6: unbelievable. That's
7: a great show for you. I think I just saw a gas and I swear to God. I think I saw a twitch. Yeah, that was something.
6: You won't soon forget all these evenings. (laughs) Pure magic. You're not going to miss any one of these. So if you want to have a chance to win a pair of tickets right now to any one of these three, be the seventh caller at 800-848-9222. And you could be on your way to an unforgettable night of entertainment at the Paramount Huntington, Long Island, 800-848-WABC. Caller 7, and those are your choices.
7: Justin, that's me when I call this in the <laughs> one minute. You want, you want all yeah. three,
6: right? All, all right. three are great. The Christopher Cross. Oh, right. I know, that's <laughs> crazy. I just want
13: to see what shape they look like. I know. Like I don't see why we can't just give them the Lou.
6: Give them the Lou. I don't care. I almost took the seal no.
13: tickets last week. Yeah.
12: No, no, that's, <laughs> yeah no, that was the first <laughs>
7: thing Danielle yeah. bought for me. So yeah. hey, I almost who,
13: did
12: it.
7: Who won? This guy Ferris. In, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> is
13: that illegal? I guess it is, right? No. Oh, no. It's not it's illegal like, at all. At the, at the very least, it's frowned upon. Why,
7: yeah. don't, you, why don't you go ch- text Chad see yeah, if that's yeah. illegal or not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me know how that works.
13: Oh,
6: uh,
7: boy. <laughs> is that illegal? So I guess
6: Chad is coming on tomorrow to promote this, right? I mean, I'm no dummy. Is that fair to say? I guess so.
13: Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, he's also coming on because he's Chaz.
6: Oh, because he's Chaz. Okay. Very yeah. good. All right.
13: Wow, that's great. You that's got plenty to
6: talk to Chaz Palmentari Chaz about.
7: Chaz Yeah. That's for he sure. He doesn't like You one. see, Bo wow.
6: Dietl just said he killed the cop, Roncado. Lilo didn't pull the trigger.
7: I didn't think so. His, right? I, his I, partner yeah. in crime did. No, he's there, though. But he Lilo was, was there. Right. Yeah. So
6: that's he's why Chaz will never forgive him. And I guess Bo doesn't forgive him either. But Lilo did not pull the trigger. But he was there. And was a part of it. So I get it. And my loyalties are to Chaz. So if Chaz says I can't talk to Lilo, I don't talk to Lilo. That's how it works. That's it.
7: And see End of story. Easy. yeah. See he's,
6: trying to, he's trying to you know he's on Instagram every day. He does these like videos like tries to be like inspiring and I was in prison. I've cleaned up I'm sober the guy's in great shape, too. Great shape. Has a six-pack, you know, muscled up.
7: Well, That's what you do in prison, one way I or guess.
6: another. I guess, yeah. And he's trying to, you know, you make a life it? for himself. But people like Chance will never forgive him, so it ain't going to be easy. And it sounds like Bo Dieter won't either.
13: Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million
8: Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.
11: Oi!
0: Now it's time for Sid's take. Sid's take. Sid's take. Yeah! Good luck. It's Sid's Take, sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on seventy-seven WABC.
13: Monday morning. My favorite uh, day of the week.
7: Oh, I know.
13: Um yeah, not even remotely. Hey, yeah, tell no. listen
7: to you. For God's sakes.
13: Well, we're here and uh, we're alive and well, Lewis. And we'll get you there. We're no clear. matter what it takes. You're alive. Yeah. And I sound great. You do, you sound great. tonight. Yeah, to Justin Alec here. Your host for the Sids Take Trivia Game, sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Spoilers. You gotta go to PeerlessPoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com to find a dealer near you because Pete Morgan Pete, Morgan. He oh, uh, Pete, 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 Pete. He makes the world's best spoilers. He's alive and well. And he is alive and well. Probably listen this morning. What's going on, Pete? Anthony, out in uh, Clinton, New Jersey. What's going on, Ant? Hey, what's up? Not much. Uh, I was talking to you on the phone. You said you're a movie expert, so I guess we're going to find out. Well, I, I'd say you know movies. Well, I mean, you just seemed excited to be playing the Monday edition of the Peerless Pool oh, yeah. Six day Trivia
15: Game. Well, let's let's see how it goes. All
13: let's right. see how it goes. Let's jump right in. It is the movie Monday installment. So let's dive in here. Number one. What is a fancy name for a list of movies a particular actor or director has made?
15: No multiple choice. Nah. I got to say, um...
13: What you talking about the uh, franchise? Nah. Loser! I'm talking about filmography. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Over for 1 on the number 2. Who is the filmmaker behind the... Medea
11: movies. Yeah, yeah.
15: Uh, I gotta say, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't
13: know. <gasps> Tyler Perry would be the correct answer there. Under number three, oh. Oh. in what uh, film did Dustin Hoffman win his first Oscar for? Let's see. Hmm. Kramer versus Kramer would be the correct answer there. for three. On to number four. Having chipped his front tooth as a child, Jim Carrey removed the cap for what movie? Dumb and Dumber. There you go. Spectacular. On the board. One for four. On to number five. In an attempt here to go two for five, Anthony. The song The Sound of Silence is heard in the opening of what? 1967 film? I'll give you a hint because you're one for four. It is another Dustin Hoffman classic. Mrs. Robinson.
15: No. The
13: Graduate. The correct answer there. Graduate. The
15: Graduate. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right. I guess I don't know movies.
13: Well, (laughs) Anthony, I wouldn't sell yourself short. I just, you probably weren't um, in tune with the, uh, I don't know, movies I was giving you. That's all. You only get five questions. So what are the chances that the five questions are going to be about movies that you actually have seen?
15: No, I, I, I love the graduate. I just
13: yeah. You don't remember the you know you don't remember the right the songs in it's okay. All right, on to uh, Sydney's turn here. The big guys in in the house. How do you do? He uh, did uh, actually really bad, terrible. How bad? Uh, one for
7: five. Okay, yeah. that's bad. Yeah, yeah it's not, not great. Is
13: bad. I wouldn't tell. I wouldn't say that to his face, even though he is on hold. So yeah, yeah. but he's not here. a no. he tough okay. guy. Yeah, I don't know. He sounds like a tough guy. Yeah, okay. Sounds like
7: Lilo Brancato would run.
13: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, You got to go uh, two for five to win. All right. So, you know, you should be able to pull this one out All right. on a Monday, no less. Number one, movie Monday. What is a fancy name for a list of movies a particular actor or director has made? What?
7: See, I told you. What the, he the hell are you talking
13: you about? I know. He literally, what the hell, what do you mean, what the hell am I talking about? What is the name of a fancy what, movie? What do you call something, what do you call a musician's catalog?
6: <laughs> it's called a, um, catalog.
7: No. No.
13: No. 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 There's so. no. 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 Right. The word for so, Yeah, but, but you uh, don't know uh, it, so. No, wait. Uh, yeah. Uh, portfolio. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. So, for music, they do discographies, and in, in movies, they do filmography. No,
11: they don't. Yeah. Nobody does no. that. They, they, they Nobody does that. Well,
13: that's I'm why. in film, trust me. Uh, okay, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go.
11: Oh my god. Now, yeah.
7: now he's like the best director <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the movies, I know. Yeah, okay.
13: That's fine. Uh, overall one. Under number two. Who's the filmmaker behind the Medea movies? Medea, yeah. Made, oh, yeah. That's uh, No,
6: yes, Losers! yes, Wayans. Okay, we'll make it Wayans.
13: Huh? Yeah. yeah, Tyler Perry. Oh,
6: no, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
13: All right. How am I doing so far? Terrible. I'm okay. number three. <laughs> oh, for two. What movie did Dustin Hoffman win his first Oscar for? American Graffiti. Oh. oh, my God. Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the right
3: answer. Yeah.
7: American Graffiti?
3: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Kramer yeah. versus Kramer was great with Meryl Streep. <laughs> you need some more it's good a good movie. More, I more Rhythm so, I right, he also
6: for uh, Rain Man, I think.
13: Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, On to number four. You're up for three. <laughs> Suck. Yeah. <laughs> Having chipped his front tooth as a child, Jim Carrey removed the cap for what movie? Um... Ace Ventura. Oh my god. Now you're like you're not even trying. What do you mean? You're now not this, even thinking. This
7: answer describes this whole game right now.
13: <laughs> what is it? Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, that's Oh I yeah. Oh I know. knew that oh, one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh I knew that one. Sure.
7: Yeah, yeah. I'm I I know. i just...
13: <laughs> number five. You're up for four. So, just um, really, I mean, maybe it's me, maybe I just wrote a bad game, but <laughs>
7: you're not so tough, <laughs> two
13: collective right answers out of these guys. Uh, number five, the song "The Sound of Silence" is heard in the opening of what 1967 film? I got to give you a hint because you're over four. Um, it's another Dustin Hoffman classic. The boys of Brazil. Oh my God! He's right. just he's, he's, he's
7: just trying. We now he knows he's trying
13: mm.
10: to be oh, stupid. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. What do you
7: mean, the boys from Brazil? <laughs> <laughs> you just you just saw the freaking Paul Simon thing last week. Yeah, what was it? The,
13: the Graduates. Uh-huh. Oh, The graduate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you mean debatably the greatest yeah, movie he's oh, ever shot. Oh, what?
7: That first movie he was in, that's everybody up there. talks about.
13: It's gotta oh. be up there. Dustin Hoffman it gotta be up Why? Did I win? <laughs> no, yeah. you didn't win. You, <laughs> you didn't won. even come close, and the guy only got one right. You and wanna, you didn't even come close. Oh, I got zero right. Yeah, you didn't even come close to time. <laughs> you <laughs> won a trip to Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, oh, that God. What an, an abysmal way to start the week. we got four more of these. Dumb and dumbest. Jesus. It's Sid's Take, sponsored
0: by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC. 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends.
6: Pretty in pink. So, I was great for like three hours. I lost my voice this hour again. So I'm a little freaked out, but I'll be right. Go home and rest again. And uh, try it again in the morning. It's a great show. Yes, you're good. Nancy Mace, Joe Takapina, Michael Harrison, which Lowry, Curtis Slewa. Great show. Tomorrow we've got uh, Curtis Slewa, Bo Dietl, Tez, Palm, and Terry and others. It'll be great. So I'm going to go home, and I'm going to get naked.
7: Okay, so far, like every day. That'll help a lot.
6: And listen to Alec and Salas' sports podcast.
7: Oh, that's good. That'll put you to sleep in 40, 20 <laughs> seconds. You <laughs>
6: haven't yeah. listened to one episode. I have to. Oh, not the whole episode. I hear the promo on this.
11: Yeah, oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's it's enough end. for me. Good <laughs> yeah. <right there. laughs> yeah.
7: So you guys are good. You guys are good. Why do they continue to walk this player? I don't understand. I don't know. What are you I don't know. Hard, hard. Yeah, I'm sitting good. right here. Oh, Justin's here. <laughs> yeah. Justin, it's a great podcast. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I really love it. <laughs> oh, No, I'm joking. Listen, guys, be but I'm run. done. That's it. I got to go. You got to go.
6: Lewis and uh, Justin, we'll do it again tomorrow. We'll close it out with the lead singer of this band, Psychedelic Burr's Happy Birthday. What's his name again? Richard Butler. Richard Butler, Happy Birthday. Rest your voice. I'll rest my voice, and I'll be back, God willing, at 6 a.m. on a Tuesday. Until then, peace!
10: not have anything you want to steal.